You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Yo, what's the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, the Professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers postgame. The New Orleans Saints rolled into Bank of America and rolled over the Carolina Panthers in the final game of the season. Guys, what was the final score? I haven't even looked. I turned it off with a minute left. Um, it didn't change. 33-7 <laughs> to 7 or something like that. 33 to 7. Yuck. All right. The Panthers, not a great showing to finish the season in their attempt to build that winning culture going into next year. Uh, but after a win against the Washington football team, the, the draft stock has slid. And now um, the Carolina Panthers have uh, ultimately played themselves maybe out of a quarterback, sadly, in a moment where we thought the where it becomes apparent that um a quarterback is needed and of course why has youtube been sucking on my end lately i hope the stream is going okay we do not need to restart it again this week hey i got my boys here cody says says, is anyone else choppy so we might have a choppy sunday afternoon it's sure it was just excellent connection now it's like ugh, ugh who cares all right uh we'll see if it catches up what's up uh cody how you doing yeah man listen i mean i think today was ultimately a good day it was a good day for panther fans and it was a good day for the carolina panthers because every single quarterback on our roster looks like absolute dog shit everyone from uh uh old bench water 
actually getting benched. We don't know if it was because of injury. It was not because of injury. Yeah, they said it was because of injury, but dude, so bad. Uh, Will Greer being a healthy scratch. We have a lot of P.J. Walker fans who are going to be sorely disappointed in today's performance. And uh, yeah, listen, we're waiting to see about these draft picks. But dude, ain't nothing to it but to do it, Tony. We're about to do it with the best Panther fans in all of YouTube. 704 Bound, Charlotte, Richards Outdoor World, Nick Montero, Sarah Taylor, Blake Bettis, 10 Tizzy, Underground West, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Uh, it looks like it is still freezing up. Um, good God. Hey, can you check the video on your end? If it is choppy on your end, we'll just go ahead and restart it. So the audio comes through fine on my end right now, but uh, the video is pretty terrible, yeah. Pretty terrible. All right, all right. Let me see if I can just reboot this sucker real quick. Yep. Your uh, your video card may be starting to degrade a little bit. It might be what it is. Really? If nothing else has changed for your PC, I mean, as these things start to get older, the software or the uh, the the technology frames. starts to degrade. I don't know. Let's see if I can just turn the. Where is it in um? Oh, in stream there. See, where is it where I can turn down the bits per whatever? Um, you go to settings and then output. I think I lower it to four thousand. Come on, Houston! Oh, he's about to kick a fifty-one yarder to tie it. Oh God, this has got me nervous. Good, good. Thank oh, God. they're overtime. Oh yes, come on, Deshaun. And I'm wearing my fucking Clemson shirt. Let's go. Okay. Uh, tell everybody in the chat to migrate over to the new video. Migrate to. Do you have a link or did, uh, uh, just yeah, tell them just... to look for it? Okay. Wake up. You know what I love about this game right now? is like normally Houston fans would be like, we've got to lose so we can get a better draft pick. They've traded that away, so they want to win. This team wants to win yeah. more, more than anything because if they lose and then Miami gets like a uh, that good of a draft pick because of it, uh, they're never going to be able to live that down. Okay, so we are live, hopefully, and it looks like the connection is okay. I hope. All right. C3 Panthers post-game show. The number's 252-228-5098. The Carolina Panthers have fallen now to uh, 5-11 and 11 on the season. Um, so, look, is excellent is excellent connection. Good. All right. Now I can yeah, focus. Yeah, much better. Much better. Much better. Much better. Okay. Now I can focus. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. I'll give you my surgically repaired uh, thumb as a example of what you can do. You just smash that thumbs up button and be part of the show. We're here live every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. The number is 252-228-5098. Cody Lashney in the house. Um, dude, we fell again. Kind of a demoralizing defeat. You said uh, some good things should be taken out of it, though. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, listen, all of our quarterbacks had such a terrible performance that it doesn't matter who our new general manager is. It's now easy for even the most basic of fans to see that the most glaring need on the Carolina Panthers roster is a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is who we thought he was, and he has actively regressed throughout this entire season. P.J. Walker has a ton of fans, uh, even yep. in this chat room, that are going to be very disappointed in his performance today. Now, I don't hold that against him too much because I really respect uh, PJ's fuck it level. And he has a no very high way. fuck it level, bro. Oh, what happened? Did they just throw a bomb? Dude, they did. AJ Brown just caught the ball like it was a like Hail Mary. The Tennessee Titans did the ball within 30 yards of the field goal. Oh, shit. So, by the way, the reason we're mentioning this audibly is because uh, the Texans, if the Texans manage to win, that means the Panthers move a little bit closer from, say, maybe six to seven or or seven to six, rather. Ah, that's terrible. But, yeah, Tony, listen, it's uh, to answer your question, everyone now knows that the Carolina Panthers have to have a quarterback from your most basic fans to everyone in the front office. I mean, it's it's blatantly obvious for everyone to see the Carolina Panthers do not have a quarterback. So Teddy Bridgewater was benched in this game, uh, and they said it was his ankle, uh, but then they bring in um, P.J. Walker, who threw a, a ton of picks. Everybody, a lot of interceptions today, five picks on the day. The Panthers, what it was clear. I mean, look, and it's been clear and it's just become glaringly clear uh, that Teddy just doesn't have the arm that it requires no. to play in the NFL. No. Or the balls. I mean, even when there are attempts for him to be able to throw the ball deep, he'll just miss them or he on purpose won't throw it. So he doesn't have the arm or the guts. Yeah. It just feels like he's not even – like he doesn't even have fun anymore. Like he, he feels like he is just – it feels like he is – lost the passion for the game that's what it feels like to me i watch him and i feel like i'm watching somebody who hates doing what he's doing right now well you know i mean it's tough right it can't be fun when everybody is upset you know doesn't believe in you at this point and it's it's becoming clear that the coaching staff and the ownership have a lot of questions the only thing that could be fun is checking uh your bank account right um, so we've, now that we've finished the season right now, we're going to, I guess all eyes will be turning towards, uh, the draft going forward. But what have we learned about this team? Um, right now we've learned they need a quarterback. Um, they said my mic is low. Okay. That's, it's never low. Holy cow. It's just a cacophonious, uh, a cacophony of errors, cacophony of errors here. C three Panthers podcast, but um, what else have we learned about this team? Uh, our defense is terrible. I mean, our defensive backfield, um, it you know has a lot of holes in it, and um, I, I maintain I've said this all year. Uh, I think this is the worst Panthers linebacker core that we've had in a decade, maybe yeah. more. I mean, it's terrible. Uh, Absolutely terrible. Um, just how embarrassing our 
Our players don't wrap up in the secondary. There's blown coverages everywhere. Um, again, I, I still want to commend Phil Snow for the amount of uh, pressure that he was able to make and uh, for the games that we've been competitive in. Because it's obvious to everyone that we're dealing with a real lack of talent in our secondary. And even though we drafted all defense, this defense is not there yet. We still need more players at linebacker and in the defensive backfield. So the Titans and, win. Yep, so Titans that, that hurts us, right? That hurts. Yep. Yep. What does that do? Because Tell me why this hurts. Now, now we're, we're uh, maintaining eighth spot right now. Well, well, Houston traded uh, uh, for Laramie Tunsil. So this, uh, their first round pick belongs to the Miami Dolphins. So now the Miami Dolphins are picking in front of us. And I don't know that they're not going to draft a quarterback. They might hang with Tua, but frankly, I wouldn't blame them if they did. We have a lot of quarterback needy teams right in front of us. So what do we do at this point? Is this something that are we going to be able to address this this season? Or is is the window passed at this moment? Because right now, uh, Justin Fields' stock has rebounded after his performance with um, in the – against you guys against the Clemson defense and uh, he looked back to form or at least um, you know kind of um, you mean uh, Justin Fields yeah yeah Herbert yeah oh I said Herbert yeah Uh, yeah yeah. I thought you said I thought you said Fields. okay maybe I thought maybe Um, Justin I was thinking he meant Herbert but Justin Fields you know is that there was a chance where it seemed like he was slipping and even though we got screwed out of the third pick by winning last week, um, you know, is that there was there was kind of an outside shot that maybe some people would be hesitant about him, and maybe you'd have the guts to take it despite uh, kind of a slow end to the 2020 season for him. But his stock is rebounded, and you got to wonder um, has that sh- has that shaken up the QB order at all? Uh, Cody in your mind or is it just yeah absolutely and he still has an opportunity to further it if he has a good performance against Nick Saban and the Alabama defense and the national championship yeah you're already going to hear the hot takes of oh should Justin Fields be the number one quarterback in the draft over Trevor Lawrence and by the way now the hot take rumor mill is that former Ohio State coach Urban Meyer uh, is being talked about as being the new head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars now, really? that's, now, that's interesting for a few different reasons so, because he has ties to both Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. He's been very complimentative of, uh, or complimentary of Trevor Lawrence. He saw what they did to Ohio State last year, um, and he knows Justin Fields very well. And Justin Fields, yeah, but through six touchdowns against the Brent Venables defense, um, yeah, he heard all the criticism. He took it to heart. And he looks like a, a number two overall player in the draft, in my opinion. The problem is, is after Cincinnati, then you have at, teams like Atlanta, teams like uh, the Miami Dolphins, the Detroit Lions, who now all the rumors are saying that they're going to move on from Matthew Stafford. Um, so, yeah, man, it, it really hurt us winning against the Washington football team. That was, a, a, you know, a, 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 for as much as it was – 
beneficial for the culture, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, it, it really did set us back a, a long way. Now, if we want either Wilson or maybe even Trey Lance, uh, we might have to pull the trigger and, and trade something with either Miami or Cincinnati or uh, maybe the Dolphins. So I don't know. I really don't know. There it's are rumors the right floating now. around that the Jets may be interested in trading the number number two pick away. Does that even seem realistic, though, given we don't know who their coach is, what their GM is, situation looks like at this point? To me, Gase just, has not been fired, has he? He's going to be. Yeah, he will. There's no way. Like tomorrow. And when is yeah, that? When will sure. the firing start? Is it is tomorrow the day that they always Yeah, happen? dude, I think that you might even hear some stuff tonight, right? Like, there's stuff that happens, like, as soon as the season's over. So tonight or tomorrow, for sure. Yeah, you're going to hear some, uh, a bunch of different firings. Well, I tell you is that uh, you you got to wonder if Mike McCarthy is going to be on that list after the way they've looked. And so much for the analytics uh, approach that he decided to adopt in not going for two down 20 to 15, which could have pulled you within one score. Um, just a shit show in Dallas. And, you know, I don't even know where to gauge our team. CK, where do you think this team is right now after today? You know, uh, what Cody said is that we've learned that a, uh, a quarterback is absolutely necessary at this point. We've seen yeah. that Teddy Bridgewater is not the answer. The question is, is who, when, and how do you pull it off? How do you find that answer, I think, is important. But uh, today we walked into the Saints uh, with, I don't know what we were trying to figure out about our team. We go and start Teddy Bridgewater, this injury or so-called the ankle and then, um, th- then you bring in these other guys. But Will Greer was not dressed today. Uh, PJ gets in there. They even put that Stevens guy in. And boy, can you copy the Saints anymore? I feel like by trying to yeah. find the next Taysom Hill. Well, that's why they wanted him because Joe Brady wanted his own version of uh, of Taysom Hill. Yeah. I mean that's isn't that the guy that we were going to be drafting, and then the Saints drafted him in in front of us just to despite us. Yeah, no. Well, we were going to yeah. sign him in the off season, and they did something. Yeah, there was some sort of shenanigans going on there. Yeah, and what, and and Peyton basically said that he did that intentionally just to screw us over. He knew that we were going to be going after him, but nonetheless, um, you know. <laughs> I think we all wanted the outcome of this to be what it was, right? A loss. Um, how it made that, how the outcome came about is uh, is definitely uh, embarrassing, uh, to say the least. I think we wanted to put put up more of a fight. Um, but right now, there is nothing that is more abundant than we need a quarterback. And, you know, I have been heavily against trading up and giving away the farm, right? I have been, and I still maintain that. I don't think it makes sense to give away you know, uh, an entire draft, you know, class away for somebody to, to move up. However, I am starting to warm to the idea we're going to have to trade up to get that guy. The problem that I have right now is Teddy Bridgewater will still be on this team. And then what that means is that our cap situation is going to be screwed. So what we'd be doing is essentially ruining the ability to build a team for the first year of whoever our next franchise guy is. Because now we've got $20 million on the books for Teddy Bridgewater, 
uh, and that we can't get rid of, you know, regardless. So we're going to have to keep Teddy. There is no situation where we just let Teddy go and take a $20 million cap it. I'll just be honest, guys. I do want to um, give a little bit of a, of a glimmer of hope to Panther Nation. Uh, one of the guys who was high up on my personal GM list, uh, Nick Casario, according to Adam Schefter, Panthers requested permission to interview um, uh, Patriots Director of Player Personnel Nick Casario for the general manager job. So we don't want him, right? <laughs> well, I uh, so yeah, I got I, some I, questions about this. He's been out there for a long time as one of the the hottest uh, GM names out there. I feel like his stock has dropped as we've watched the Patriots team over the last couple of years not uh, div- draft well, potentially make some mistakes in how they've approached the offseason. I wonder how his stock. Uh, it has been affected. Two years ago, we would have jumped for joy when you heard this name. Is he the best we can do, or is this? Are, are there any concerns that have arisen about him? Well, I mean, it's really uh, it's early to know in the process. I mean, if you just do a one for one correlation, yeah, the Patriots were not good this year. Uh, they haven't or last drafted year. well. Yeah, I mean, they haven't drafted well recently. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I do know for a long time he has been very highly sought after. So I do think that this would be a step up for us. Um, th- there were a list of other names um, that were that were put out put out there. Also, I'm gonna uh, try and find that list. But there was a guy for the Browns um, in uh, in there as well. As long or as long. Blah, Mouth words are hard, uh, as well as uh, one of the head guys for the Buffalo Bills. I think it's their director of player personnel. There's one rule of thumb that I've learned about the Patriots organization. You don't take anything from them and expect success. You don't. Like, players, only person that's ever left there and had a, a minuscule amount of success is Tom Brady up to this point. Like, every coach that's left has been garbage everywhere else. Every player that's left has been lackluster everywhere else. Every single person. Like, I have yet, I can't name one person right now off the top of my head that has left the Patriots and been successful elsewhere, which means that the underlying underlying value of the Patriots has been the Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick connection. Those are the only things that haven't changed. The people that have left who have gotten these giant contracts because they played with the Patriots, maybe they're going to bring these winning, the, the Patriot way to our organization. It's never worked. I want to give a shout out to uh, Nick Montiero for the super chat. He says uh, Panthers and Pats are playing in Carolina next year. Here's to another road trip. Uh, Would have been more comfortable writing off PJ if he had started. Saw how important Brian Burns is today. And uh, Mm -hmm. going to that is uh, I think that we saw today is that PJ might be able to do something in the NFL as a backup, but to to bet on him going into next season would seem uh, a little to I guess to roll out the same thing Bridgewater and himself uh, and PJ would be um, kind of a fool's errand. I mean, do between- we, are we having issues with the stream again? Yes, it's like getting choppy, but it went from excellent to crappy, so I'm hoping it just kicks back in. Um, 
What was your question again? Who are we comparing? PJ and who? Well, just like, wouldn't it be sort of a fool's errand to roll out PJ and Bridgewater today? Because, I mean, like, is that while he has given us some, you know, you have some, I guess, optimism in what PJ could be maybe in the NFL. is like he could turn out to be a good backup. You really cannot rely on it. No. No, you can't. Um, And, you know, I I think... uh, it, that, that's why I said it wasn't a good day today. If you're David Tepper and you're hiring a brand new general manager, the 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 process between and the hiring process is going to be simple. Like, do you understand that this team needs a quarterback? And if they do, then that's you know that's a part of the job. They're going to have to procure that player. Um, one good thing. Um, so actually. Uh, Houston losing isn't necessarily the worst thing because now the Miami Dolphins have the third pick in the draft. So they could either fall in love with the quarterback or if they do want to roll with Tua and let him have some more time, um, you have an opportunity right after the Jets pick to potentially move up and and get ahead of, of our division rival Atlanta Falcons. So you know, maybe there is a little bit of a glimmer of hope in that department. Um, but, I mean, Tony, did you think a casual fan is will look at this team's performance and say, oh, yeah, Bridgewater can do it. We just need to put a little more pieces around him. Like, it's a problem. It's visible. Yeah, I think that um, I agree is that. And, and it's been visible for a while, right? It's just um, – it's – it's just now it's just so apparent. There's no denying it at this point. Yes. You know, uh, so the stream is laggy. Let's go ahead and get into the calls. Numbers 252-228-5098. And hopefully we'll get a little luckier uh, with the with uh, the stream catching back up here. 252-228-5098. Hey, guys. Joey, again. Hallelujah. They put P.J. Walker in, finally. I mean... That's it. All right. They put P.J. Walker in, finally. Yes, they did. And I, then he I, think he, I think he hung up right when P.J. threw the interception. Yeah, right like the first, yeah, the first play. All right, next go. Oh, my God. It's so obvious Teddy sucks. Even my blind ass can see it. I mean, come on, Teddy. I mean, we all know that the bridge is failing. So before we all get thrown in the water to a whole school of sharks, why don't we just go ahead and uh, and get Teddy in there? But I don't think the sharks would even need him. That's how bad he is. I mean, two end zone interceptions, and people are... Uh, People are ragging on D, or not D, but uh, PJ Walker for throwing the end zone interceptions, but Teddy does them. I wonder how people, what people are going to say about Teddy doing them. You probably have those apologies. Probably have Brandon Herbert. Like, you don't know nothing about football, and the receiver was this, and the receiver was that, and shut up, Brandon Herbert. I mean, the reason you don't start your own pos, uh, podcast is because no one will listen to it. But, um, anyway. My God, we lose this game. I know Cody will be happy. 
I mean, it won't mess up our draft pick any farther, but my God. Can we make up an injury week one for Teddy so PJ Walker can start right then? Like, what can we do? Like, we're going we're to need Tepper to pull something off. This is just terrible. Anyway, guys, keep pounding. Like, keep pounding Teddy out of town anyway. Wow, wow, wow. All right, let's go on with the next call. I'm going to go kick my kids off of every internet device. Podcast Brothers, how y'all doing? G. Cavassier, the bleeding <clears throat> finally stopped. Hey, Season is over. We look god-awful in this game. Oh, my God, man. I'm sorry. Teddy is not the future. And I've been saying put P.J. Walker in. P.J. Walker looks fucking horrible, man. He looked horrible. I mean, good gracious, man. Threw for five interceptions against the damn Saints. The fuck out of here, man. I'm like, come on now, y'all. But thing is, hey, we lost, and I believe we're going to move up in the draft. But the way I am now, y'all, I'm willing to take somebody out of defense than putting a rookie quarterback in the Panthers. I could be wrong, you know what I'm saying? But the way I look at it, y'all, I think we need a veteran quarterback or something. That's the way I, I feel, you know, because I know if a, a rookie could come in, with Joe Brady's system and do decent, at least get eight wins, at least, okay, the most nine wins, you know what I'm saying? And I said it once, I say it again, fire Phil Snow, I'm sorry, Phil Snow's defense is, is, is horrible, man. It is god-awful, man. They look a fucking mess out there, man. But this side, the good side on, good, the good note on this though, Curtis Samuel played his fucking ass off. DJ Moore played his daggone ass off. That rookie we got, the undrafted dude out of Minnesota, University of Minnesota, Smith. The dudes play their ass off, man. Bradley so salute Smith, to yeah. them, man. But besides that, hey, the bleeding stop. So now we got to sit back and wait for this damn draft, y'all. Give me your thoughts on that. Keep pounding. Can we talk about the fact that we now can have optimism again? Uh, how so? Because now we're out of this season that we knew for the past eight weeks has been a, just a a garbage season, right? There was no point to this season for us outside of being able to draft higher and higher. It doesn't feel good to lose, right? Even though we were wanting this to be a loss today, it doesn't feel good to lose, right? We're not we're not sitting here jumping for like it doesn't make our skin jump for joy or, you know, have chill bumps when we watch this happen, right? Winning feels good. It feels good to see that. And now we can go into this offseason with hopes that we can move forward and actually be better. And this offseason is going to tell us a lot. It's going to tell us a lot about, number one, the direction that our, our owner is going to go in, the direction our coaching staff is going to go in, and the direction this GM is going to go in. About what is important to these guys, because this will be the first full offseason that hopefully is not going to be hindered by the you know situation with COVID. We're going to see what this team can be uh, with a full offseason of actual strat- strategic movement and see what happens. But right now, we can we can put a bad season behind us and just move forward with optimism. But, you know, I really don't – like, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer here, but I don't feel like we can have that hope yet. Like, I I mean, yes, the season is over, but, man, it's like, dude, we, I feel like we we still have that potential to be in, in purgatory and, and have that 
this perpetual mediocrity that surrounds us. And the reason why I fear that is because this is our options going forward. I mean, listen, unless I'm just reading the tea leaves incorrect, there are a bunch of quarterback needy football teams ahead of us in the draft, right? So if we're not going to be able to get one of those guys, but then you have to ask, well, okay, do we need to take on a refurbishment project? Do we need to kick the wheels on, a, say, a Carson Wentz or a mm-hmm. Sam Darnold? Or, well, okay, but those are, this is what I'm saying. We, you either move up to draft a quarterback and pray that someone will make a deal with you, or you trade okay, for petty. someone, or you trade for someone that has a, a higher level of potential, like a Sam Darnold or a Carson Wentz, even though you're trying to salvage their career. Either or, you're going to have to give up stuff to do it. You're going to have to either give up uh, players or picks. Um, it's you're going to have to do it to to have a trade of any sort. Yeah. So. Here's, yeah. here's here's the options that we have because there's only two options really when it comes to the quarterback. We either have one that miraculously falls, well, I guess this will be a third option, one miraculously falls into our lap at eight that we really like, or we trade up. But the other alternative is we keep Bridgewater. There is no scenario where we bring in another free agent while we have a $20 million cap hit on a quarterback that's in the back, you know, on the bench. Like, I just, there is just no scenario where that's going to happen. Like and nobody is going to trade for Teddy Bridgewater and take on his twenty million dollars. Nobody. All well, right, I'm gonna restart I mean, I... the stream real quick, guys. All right, man. So keep that thought. <sighs> Piece of shit. Piece of shit. It probably has to be a computer at this point, huh? Man, it's, I think it's just getting... I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, like, I got fucking $1,000 internet. Like, uh, <laughs> you would think that would... Yeah, sometimes it's the encoder. Like, if it's dropping frames, a lot of times it can be just your your uh, your uh, graphics card or your CPU, depending upon what you have using... Uh, yeah, I've tried cutting all the programs off, too. Like, I have not Couldn't had you, problems lately. Do, you're using Streamlabs, right? Yeah. All right, do me a favor. Um, let me ask you this. When you go to output, yeah, does it say... Hold on, let me... Does it, What is the encoder? It's, I only have... It just says software times 264. All right, go to hardware NVNC. NVENC. Where is that at? You, is it a drop down? You don't have a so you don't have a graphics card. I it says I don't. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why. I so the only me. that's the only option is the software. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's your CPU. But like, man, why is it? it's been working just fine? Yeah. <sighs> Could be something with YouTube as well. Maybe they've. Mm. Yeah, I probably need to just get a graphics card. I did not want to spend all of that money, though. I mean, you can get a decent one now that's probably better than you not having one for 150 bucks. All right. Let's see if this worked. That's a... Let's see if Tony Romar wants to come back. What? So let's see if Tony Romo wants to come back. I'm down, man. Dude, what Can't is going on? Like, why is it not working? It's like not even streaming now. 
Yo, we got one yo. Tony's just over here trying to get as many views on different videos as possible. Just YouTube. All right. Well, you did have this many views, I guess. <laughs> God, what the hell is going on? I don't want to buy a new computer, man. I already got to buy uh, my daughter a look. All right. So it says excellent connection here. All right. Holy. Okay. Maybe it's working. We'll see. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I don't even really have, this has been a pain in my, this is a pain in my ass right now. This whole uh, streaming thing, just like, uh, the Carolina Panthers are painting my ass at the moment. Um, all right, so we fall into five and eleven, and we slip from. You guys get me back on track. What the hell is there to talk about? So look, how about this? They just interviewed uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, and uh, they they were asking him, "Do you think that he's shown enough to be the starter next year?" And uh, he said. Uh, I have to be better, but I did get to the playoffs throwing 14 touchdowns one season. So basically, homeboy just said to the world, yeah, look, that's what you're going to get out of me. You're going to get fucking 14 touchdowns and be happy. And by the way, Teddy Bridgewater, let's not be too disrespectful. Teddy Bridgewater had a career year this year and still accounted for less total touchdowns and less wins than Cam Newton. Dude, I, I'm telling you, that's what pisses me off the most is that all these fucking Cam Newton haters that still want to talk about, oh, Teddy Bridgewater was a uh, was a much better pick than Cam Newton. Oh no, no, not Dude, at all. What the fuck are you talking about? Not at like, all. Yeah, uh, more wins on uh, on a roster full of insurance salesmen uh, as as receivers. Like it, it was, it was absolutely dumb. And now we're gonna pay the price for it. We might have had a better season this year with Cam Newton under center. I don't know if it would have been a Super Bowl team, but I think it would have been better than the seventh or eighth pick in the draft. And now here we are, fucking floundering, hoping that we can, uh, you know, uh, David Tepper can yep. will his way into a top pick for a quarterback. It's embarrassing. I mean, I'll be the first to say this, and I still maintain this. I don't think that Cam Newton is even close to half of what he was when he was in the, his prime with the Carolina Panthers. What's but going he's on still better him? than what, what Teddy Bridgewater was. What is going on with him? I mean, dude, some of the passes that he was making today, dude, his arm looked fine. And When you watch the Panthers, they never throw – I mean, not the Panthers, the Patriots. They never throw seam routes. They don't have any exterior weapons. Like They really don't do anything – that that is beneficial for Cam Newton. Either way, it doesn't really matter because no, no. Cam and Cam is not going to be the quarterback. No, no, here anymore. But dude, the the fact but of the matter is the I mean, point we, of that. We, yeah. The point of that is that Teddy Bridgewater is still worse than, in my opinion, a Cam Newton that's not even half as good as he was in 2015. Like well, that's how bad the disconnect is for us. Like for where Teddy Bridgewater is, like he has shown nothing to show that he is going to be right. anyone's future. And I'll be honest, if he were to be 
a free agent tomorrow, which he, you know, if he didn't sign a three-year contract and we did a prove it deal, which I think we should have, then, uh, then would tomorrow he wouldn't be signed as a starter for any team whatsoever. He wouldn't. He would be a, a a backup, possibly not even being signed anywhere because he probably has a pride level that says, I deserve to make more money than this. We paid that man the $63 million contract, y'all. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Film has to show what you're paying someone for. Someone that has thrown 14 touchdowns in a season, that is zero evidence of being a franchise quarterback. So whoever made that decision, it was fucking terrible. And for everyone wanting to say Joe Brady is the one that went and got his dude, listen, if David Tepper or Marty Herney at the time or Matt Rule, whoever, was letting their first-year offensive coordinator call the shot on who their quarterback is going to be, dude, that's a bad sign for our decision-makers. That's a bad sign. Yeah, I don't uh I don't really even know how to explain it. Is that obviously Tepper said that he was disappointed in the situation. Uh and I think that he maybe gave Herney I don't know. Do you think he's using Herney as a fall guy here? I mean, I cannot believe that he just let Herney do all of this and ruin it based on so little evidence, but that's what he said is we needed more data to support this and we didn't have it ultimately i i mean maybe you could say it's the covid situation or something to that effect you know you didn't get to work people out in the right way this and that but the length of the contract is the problem it's not the money it's the length of the contract and if you would have done this a one-year 25 million dollar deal it would have been adequate and i don't think teddy really could have said no to it and maybe he could have. Maybe he could have. But um, right now we are we are running into problems um, because you are in a you're in a a rock and a hard spot when it comes to his contract. And now you might not get your draft pick. How do yeah. you approach this if you if you're not going to trade up? Right? Because you might not have what it takes to trade up, and then on top of that, you're just saddled. With Teddy Bridgewater, do you just cut bait and release him? And, you know, you just eat all the money? Do you make him a backup quarterback on your own team? And you trying to pull off a trade? Or do we just have to kind of mull through another year of Teddy Bridgewater now? It's a nightmare scenario, man. Could you imagine us having to do this another year? I can't. Go, I mean, like- go, go into another season just feeling deflated before the season even starts like this is what sucks right people on twitter would be like oh man patrick sertain the corner for alabama is so good or michael parsons would be the next luke kickley in our in our defense and you know what dude maybe they're right maybe they're right maybe these players are incredible defensive talents that would be hall of famers for the carolina panthers but it's hard for us to even get excited about that knowing how giant and glaring the hole at quarterback is. Like, yeah. it's like I can't even get excited about these other players because they aren't the quarterback for us. So it's, you know, it's a bad feeling to be in, man. We really did fuck up. Um, one, signing Teddy Bridgewater to begin with over Cam Newton. Um, and then two, 
um, uh, how about this? Not trading away Curtis Samuel. I'll make a bet with y'all. I know Bat Daddy is our normal bet maker, but I don't think Curtis Samuel will be here next year. I don't see I, how he I can don't... be. I don't see how he can be. You yeah. know, traded him then, man. I I think we he should be here. You know, in my opinion, I think we should pay him. But I think there is a scenario that's very tough that you know makes it uh, makes it difficult for them to be able to try to find a way to pay everybody that needs to be paid. Like we have no offensive linemen next year that are you know starting this year that are going to be our offensive linemen next year. As Tony brought up, um, you know, I, I it's sad because I I I disagree. I don't think we should have traded him because I think that. There at that point in time, if we had traded him away, we were basically saying we knew this season wasn't going to be anything, and it was so early in the season that that couldn't have been the case. We could not have that prediction. We we saw the writing in the sand, right? But as an organization, like they can't give up on the season that easily, right? Um, so I didn't think that there was value enough, and especially at that point, Curtis Samuel wasn't going to garner much anyway. So the value for the what you were going to get was going to be. You know, Curtis Samuel then is a much different Curtis Samuel now. Like as far no, as what the media sees, as far as what the media sees. No, I don't think it's different at all. And by the way, why, why would that have been a bad sign for our football team trading away Curtis Samuel? Because it, it, it's basically it, it, our, our our football team at that point in time, we know how it ended now. And right, and at that point in time, you were tooting the horn. Let's take get get something for uh, Curtis Samuel. You were saying that 100. percent Because we were losing, even at but, that time, we were losing. What was when's when's the trade deadline? Is it week five, six, the seven? The trade deadline was like uh what week week November. seven or eight? Yeah, after yeah, it we was had, in November. It was late in the football season. Yeah, if it was week seven or eight, we were at that point in time still like a four and fourteen. So what? No, no, That's, okay, in November. So in no, what was the first game in November? What do you mean? That was uh, yeah. It, I mean, that's when we started the slide. It's, I think we had a good October, right? Yeah, we had a great uh, October. By the way, even if the front office makes a decision for the future, it doesn't mean that the football team is going to lay down and die. No, uh, but it's meaning that the play. front office doesn't believe in what the what the team is going to be. Like if they felt like they well, had they the pieces, they shouldn't have I... believed in it because I think you saw today, I, and I'm going to ask you this. It's kind of a get off the divert off the Curtis Samuel for a half second is uh, we have two 1,000 yard receivers in Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore and as soon as you saw PJ Moore come in I felt like the average per play attempt like of where these passes were yeah it was like 10 more yards and that one uh, now PJ didn't have a rough start and a rough game. Like he, you know, he didn't play well. He was just even it yeah. all over the place at by the end. But that one uh, pass he made down the sidelines to Robbie Anderson, and it was then he followed it up with another to DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson could have been doing that all season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like using yeah. the sideline, using his height and his speed, and anytime there's a one-on-one matchup over there. You got you're going after it like that. PJ had the arm strength to get it over there. We even saw in the deep route today, Teddy Bridgewater and my friend tweeted this out. He put every bit he had into it, every little bit of muscle he had into it, and it was a forty yard pass, and it still was underthrown. Was a heavily, kick. yeah, by and a good five or ten yards. Yeah. And you've been noting this all season long. Uh, 
CK. There was, again, uh, several examples in this game where if you would have hit him and put a little air under the ball, DJ's going to run, take it to the house. Exactly. So, yeah. The, and how many times did we have? They have to make acrobatic catches to save the g- interception. Like Teddy should have had two more interceptions in this game. Had it not been a, for a great ca- catch by uh, uh, Curtis, oh, he should have had a pick six. He should have had a pick six on that one. Yeah, where you have that uh, one that was dropped by uh, by Jenkins as well, and then that one that was a beautiful catch by DJ Moore in the middle of two defenders. Like if you didn't have those guys going up and making acrobatic plays. I mean, that's the tough part. Like, how many times, and, and P.J. Walker was on the opposite end of this as well, overthrowing D.J. Moore. And what world does Teddy Bridgewater overthrow anybody? Like, it's just, it's never, not heard it's of. It's never and, happened. And, um, but going to that, back to Curtis Samuel, Cody is that, uh, albeit though, we missed the opportunity to trade him. But I don't even know if we really need if if he should be on our priority list of bringing back at this point. Like I feel like our wide receivers are adequate in DJ and Robbie, and there's so many other um, areas we need so much improvement. I think he should be low on our radar. Is that by the time he we, we get the things fixed to make him great, it's going to be he's not going to be great anymore. So. Uh, we've missed, and I think that lends to your trade talk there. the The idea, though, is is that his value wasn't where it was today. For exactly, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. Ago. It wasn't even. You might have it might have been fourth. creeping. It was better than it was in, you know, in years past. You know, I'll give it that. But at that point in time, the biggest problem is when we are a team that is in a hunt. Like we were when you have an extra playoff spot in the NFC. Right. Let's look at it from that perspective. We weren't statistically removed from the playoff race until like week 10. Right. And so at week seven, we can't like be trading away the players that are getting us the things we need. Right. Because if there is a possibility that we're going to move forward, if we did that, then that was that would be the organization agreeing, hey, we are tanking. We're going to be playing for the future right now. That's the only thing that matters. And they should have been. They should have been. I think that's a good point. Yeah. So what? Okay, you say that like, like that, like that's uh, something that you can't do as an organization. The the Jacksonville Jaguars traded away Leonard Fournette and Jalen yep. Ramsey. They traded away everyone. And by the way, who cares what it said to the public or the media at large? They Let's have about a, that. They, they yeah yeah be, no forget about that. Yeah, it's, it's the teammate. It's the people on the team. The number, they have the number one pick in the draft and all the draft ammunition to do whatever they want to change their organization going forward. You have to know it, it, when you have value in something. Curtis Samuel now is never going to do anything for us if he leaves and just signs with another team. But we could have gotten at least a third or a second round pick. Imagine how good Curtis Samuel would be in Green Bay's offense taking the top off of their uh, taking the top off of defenses, like we could have gotten a, a second round pick. No, nah, I don't think you would. Have. I don't think there's I, I, any wouldn't have gotten a second for him. For a team like the Green Bay Packers that are making a playoff push and a Super Bowl push right now, I guarantee you they would have at least considered it. And well, I tell you this: Adams, is that he gonna needs, to that's to where he's going to sign this. That's where he's going to sign this all season, or that's where he should sign. He would make a fantastic compliment to Devontae Adams. So we've missed all right, so we missed Perfect. that opportunity. So but what I'm saying is out of all the things we've seen so far, 
Curtis Samuel is not on our radar about making our team better. I disagree. The, I mean, honestly, he's been better than Robbie Anderson, and he's been the only clutch person who's who, in my opinion, has fought on every single uh, play to try to do something. Right. I mean, I've seen DJ Moore give up on people who have gotten an interception. Curtis Samuel is always fighting every single play. He's either blocking or he's either doing putting himself in, in a position to be a good teammate. Like I think, as far as value is concerned, blow for blow, Curtis Samuel is infinitely more valuable to this team than Robbie Anderson is. What is the mm. – but can you really have a wide receiver squad? We were already concerned about a wide receiver duo of DJ and Robbie when it comes to size and red zone and, you know, those things is that you can't just trot out DJ and Curtis Samuel each week. We don't have a tight end. I don't know. Uh, so, Curtis Samuel, I would though, not pay him. I agree with you, Tony. I would not, I would not pay Curtis right now. Because I would, I would much rather pay DJ Moore. And I'm sorry, just like I'm staunch on my running back positions, unless I have a number one, uh, I mean, a, a, a game changer like a Devontae Adams or a Stephon Diggs or a DeAndre Hopkins, if I don't have that kind of player, I'm not paying top receiver money. Do I you realize I, we're what, a quarterback away from being the Atlanta Falcons of 2016? And they didn't win the Super Bowl. Because of stupid decisions by coaching. Like, they should have won that had the coaches actually made proper decisions. That was a bad coaching all the way around, right? And we were super happy about it. But what did they do? They paid Sanu. They paid Julio. They had Devontae. They had uh, what's Tevin Coleman. They had all the pieces. We are literally one piece away, and that is our quarterback. But, and that we, is missed it. Our, but we missed our window, though. We should have huh. done that when they were on rookie deals. Like, now we have to pay them. And that's what I'm saying. They were paying Are you Julio gonna... and they were paying Sanu when they did that run. Not as much. And, it, yeah. and again, you're going to be oh, was getting no, paid. The, the money that you're going to have to pay DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel on top of a $16 million a year, Christian McCaffrey, and you have Robbie Anderson, like you're paying a whole lot of money for your offense all of a sudden. Like, Especially, gonna, like, and on top of that, when you don't have the right pieces to make it great. You know what I'm saying right. is that Back like yes more. those those guys are individually very good, uh, but they can't do it without a quarterback, and they can't do it with that. Right. And that quarterback is not going to be able to do it without an offensive line. And so that's the thing is like I feel like we are farther away than just one piece on offense now, particularly that we have so much changeover going when it comes to the <laughs> offensive line. Right, is that right now we have? It, it almost seems absurd that our first round pick can't be an off isn't gonna wouldn't be an offensive be an lineman. offensive tackle. Yeah. Like it just has to be at this point. Is we have there's too many holes there to fix, and if we are outside the quarterback range, I think we're talking about year three. We're talking about one more year of this probably. Well, let me ease your mind. Uh, Taylor Moten is going to be franchise tagged. Okay, just bottom line. So that part we can we can go ahead and shore up the right side for next year at least. That part, yeah. I mean, left tackle, wonderful. left tackle is the biggest question mark that we have, uh, and so and that still and, and you know and I think Cody would probably agree with that. Left tackle talent, uh, nine times out of ten to get premium talent, that's a first round thing. You can get lucky, such as you know the Bills, which in my opinion could have been the Panthers, as as Cody wants to point out with Greg Little as well. 
we could have gone with a offensive tackle in the second round and actually gotten somebody who who was able to actually be a franchise tackle. Um, but but it's it's not it's not often you get a franchise guy in the second round, as far as the tackle is concerned. But this year, I think it's a deep tackle class, right, Cody? Um, from what I've heard, so now that the season's over, um, here soon I'm going to start to look at just about every position. Yeah. So I can't say definitively yet, but. Yeah, I mean that 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 should have been something that we should have taken care of, but we still haven't done it, and now we have more pressing needs. And you know, I don't know. I, we're gonna have to. Our general manager is gonna have one hell of a time to be a brand new G- GM for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, one of the most important drafts in the history of our football team. Like, it's gonna decide whether or not we're gonna be in that mediocre hellscape of seven and nine six and ten every year or a legitimate contender i think we're gonna be worse next year at this point i think that um i don't see how we're gonna be better with with teddy bridgewater and we're not like i mean i just think that this is kind of what's gonna happen is that maybe maybe the rest of the team will be better right maybe the defense will be better but i can't even attest to that at this point Right? Is that like, wow, I am not, I, I think this defense has played hard. There's uh, still so many holes on it. You know what I mean? Is that that entire secondary is going to have to be revamped. Yeah. So maybe, maybe this isn't the year to get the, I mean, now that we're out of the QB range, maybe we're talking about just taking offensive linemen and a corner and really buckling down for a four win season next year again. And getting the quarterback the following year, because I, I mean, don't so think far, Teddy don't is tradable for many of them. I don't. I mean, Teddy is not tradable at this point. No, not at all. Um, and, and so, like, really, what can you do? Even if you, I mean, moving up in the draft would still give up. So we would have to give up so much to do it at this point. Yeah, and we that, wouldn't be able to build around him. We wouldn't be able to get a tackle. We wouldn't. It would still I mean, take two years. To, it would still yeah, take two years, will. so you almost wonder if you should do it in reverse and slow play it again. Um, and and or it does. Do you, or do you trade up, draft the Trevor Lawrence, or get the Justin Fields, and then let him sit behind Bridgewater? No, there's no way. <laughs> like, I'm just I can think of. Like, like I'm not going to put a quarterback as a franchise guy out behind the behind a, a makeshift offensive line in hope that he doesn't have a Joe Joe Burrow type injury. But I disagree. I disagree that even if we trade it up, that means we're not going to be able to build around them. That just isn't true. A good general manager has to be able to know the ins and outs of managing the cap space and what other draft picks they do have. Yeah, we might have to give up some premium first or second round picks, but damn it, y'all, we got to pay the play, man. Like, y'all don't understand, I feel like, how close but you say we that, are but we're not getting to ready. being a perpetual, mediocre football team. Unless we make a big move to get our quarterback, like, we're just going to be fucking meandering with our dicks in our hands for another three years. I'm not interested in that shit. We need to sell the farm or do whatever it takes to get a quarterback. It's going to be suck that we're not going to have those premium first and second round picks. But so what, dude? If we don't have our quarterback, we don't have our franchise, and that's apparent to everyone watching the Panthers play football. So what? What? It, what? It, I understand. The reality Look, is, I mean, I understand there isn't the point. Going to be a perfect situation where you can just 
like trade away all the picks and then magically build this wall. If if that was possible, every team would have been able to do that by this point, right? It's just not it's not in the cards for a general manager, especially new to the general manager position, is going to be able to come in, work out this magic to trade up, give away all our pieces to be able to build like to all our draft picks this year and the next couple you of years. All of our pieces, would you give up a first and second round this year and next year if that was it? Yes. Yes. yes, but I don't think we're going to be able to do that. I just don't think that that yeah, is... Yeah, it's going to be way I, more expensive than that. Think about how right, how costly uh, it's, it's been in the past for us to move up just a couple of picks in outside the top 10 into the top 10 or out at 8 to 4 or something like that. You're really going to have to jump into the second position right now to get the guy that you want. And three. it's not going to be Lawrence. It's not going to be Trevor Lawrence. He's off the table. It's not going to happen. And you could see the the reason why it's not going to happen. His arm talent is legit, dude. Is that he ha- he didn't have a great game. Clemson didn't have a great game. But even in a bad game, you could see it's all there. Right? Yeah. For for Trevor Lawrence. There are I I wonder though, watching that game, Cody, I think you have and so I don't think he is um in some ways, I think you've overinflated how good he is. I think you haven't watched enough Trevor Lawrence. I mean, no, I, no, well, I can tell you that. I can promise you that. But right, I just so. can't say this is that is that you've put him up on this pedestal of some of the can't most tell. elite talents in the world, and he has lost he's good. But I don't know if he is. Career. He's yeah, he's lost two games, right? Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, there are, I mean, there's a lot of incredible things. He's been on an incredible team too. Let's not put, you know, let's not forget that. I just don't know if he is. Is he going to be the greatest quarterback of all time? Like that's what you've built him to be. I think his first year in the NFL, he'll be a top ten quarterback. I can't wait to see it. It's not going to be for the Carolina Panthers. But what Cody is that even if we were to get that quarterback this year in the draft, it's still going to be two years before we're any good. That's not true. Look what Sola said in the chat. Cody's right. The Eagles didn't struggle to rebuild after the Wentz trade. They won a Super Bowl. The Rams and the Eagles moved up for their quarterback. I'm, I, look, I'm sorry. I just don't subscribe. To I'm this not notion. saying that you can't build around. It. I'm not saying that. I think that we're just farther out than just a quarterback. I mean, and, maybe so, but you have to think with some with some free agent moves. Cutting K one short. We don't have record, any money though. You're gonna get. Day. You're gonna get like. Um, you're not gonna get any money from those. You're gonna get ten million dollars against the cap for K one. You're gonna have enough to pay some people. Like we're not. We're not that many people away from being a legitimate contender. Look how close we were this year. Right now, for the according to OverTheCap.com, <clears throat> we only have sixteen point two five million dollar in cap space, and which is crazy because I thought at the beginning of the year we had like right at the beginning of the year we were talking about there were going to be so much cap space. If we cut uh, K one, what website are you on? OverTheCap, over the which is the best one. OverTheCap. Uh, if we cut K one, that goes up to twenty five. Which we will. Um, and then if you cut Robbie Anderson, that would go up another eight. Which it's very possible that that happens. 
So why? All right, you're, you're going to tell me that isn't enough money to grab a a key piece in free agency to, to be able to I add think it's someone only, to yeah, our. I mean, I think yeah, you can add somebody, but at the okay, same time, you're, you're also going to be losing. Uh, you have to add um, a left tackle. You have to add a left guard. You have to add is Paradis on the final year of his deal. Yeah, Paradis is a free agent year. right now. Is that right? No, I think he's got one more year. One yeah, more one year. more year on his deal. Yeah. Which he can be cut this year and probably save some money as well. His fine, yeah, is that he could be cut. No, you really get the dead money in it or about a wash, yeah. right? So, yeah, you do get some cap savings, but still $5.4 million. But it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, it wouldn't be yeah, worth it. Yeah, is that I just, right now, I'm thinking this is that, like, that's why I think we're two years out, man, before we're really have a chance of putting some pieces uh, on the table. Now, that if doesn't we, uh, mean you don't get the quarterback. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you don't trade up. I'm not saying you don't try to get the quarterback or you make an aggressive move here. I'm just saying that adding that quarterback, sadly, is going to – we're still going to have a tough year next year. I don't believe it. I don't think that we have to be stuck in that hell. I just don't. You don't think so? You think that all of a sudden we had a quarterback where Tim went win team? Tony, we That's had crazy. eight. How many? How many games did we play this year where it came down to the final drive? But the we're going to be a completely different hands. team next year. So it's like kind of even hard to figure out. You know that? Like yes, if we would have had a different quarterback this year, we might have had ten wins, but we didn't. If we have Taylor Moten next year. And if we're able to draft some more pieces this year, we already have guys on the roster. I mean, yeah, we're going to have to figure it out. But, you know, look at how our uh, a bunch of no-names have played on the offensive line this year. You and I have both been saying that the offensive line has been a pleasant surprise. You know, I mean, maybe not the past two games, but there was a stretch when they, they had decent pocket protection for Bridgewater. So, oh, I agree you know, with that, but they're not going to be, you know, half of them, you have to, if you want even that line, you got to resign a lot of them, even if they're one-year deals. Uh, so I think that, like you said, there's a lot of work cut out for you. I'm going to go ahead to the next call. I want you to think on, you two to think on this question as we listen to this call, is not whether or not the Carolina Panthers should get a quarterback in the draft this year. Will they? Do you think they will do it? The number is 252-228-5098. What's going on, C3 Nation? This your boy, Jay Anderson, hitting y'all up, man. I'm just looking at this game, and I'm just laughing. Laughing at and disgusted at the same time because basically, man, this, you know, before this season, all these Teddy Loyalists and Cam haters they're talking about how they going you know, they don't need Cam and stuff like that. And got a better, accurate quarterback than Teddy. You know, and I'm, I hate to drop on Teddy because this really ain't Teddy's fault. It's really the Cam haters and the Teddy loyalists' fault and stuff like that. That's the one who, that's the one who got my blood boiled. As as well as Joe Brady, as well as Matt Rule, and you know, because I'm like. This is it, boy. And they talking about winning culture, man. This is not winning culture at all. The quarterback needs to go. And 
I'm mad. I'm more mad at Washington last week for not winning. I'm more mad at Dwayne Haskins for not playing better. Because they could have made, you know, they could have made the um, Panthers, you know, they could have um, given the Panthers an L. So we'll be in a better spot to get a franchise quarterback. But this, man, clearly, clearly, this, you know, Teddy needs to go. You know, all them boys, the old man rush and Panther coaching, Jeremy, ignorance, I ain't care what his last name, him, they all need to shut the F up forever. Are people still saying Teddy isn't the problem? Is that even no, a thing? I, seen, I mean, I, I can't even believe person. that is like those people have to be in hiding now. There is still that. I saw some Panthers podcast that was talking about Teddy Bridgewater being not that bad. You know, he's actually not the problem. And I was, it was this group of guys on this mic, and they were just like all just sucking on that massive D of Teddy Bridgewater. Like, and it was just so weird because like they were not providing any substance to what they were saying. Other than he's not that bad. I mean, he's got a seventy percent completion rate. He's got number two in the NFL. I'm like sitting there thinking, "Are you blind?" Like I, I had to stop listening after about thirty seconds of hearing that. I just couldn't even deal with it. I can't. I, saw I, that too. I can't dumb. understand how anybody. I, I guess maybe Mark Slayer today had the wherewithal to bring up his seventy uh, percent <laughs> completion rate. He said wherewithal like thirty two times today. Um, Can we talk about? Actually, I have my uh, ice up pick uh, ready, or or maybe the towel shape, or whatever we decide to do. But the Panthers right now are at eighth in the draft, guys. Eighth. The teams ahead of them: Jacksonville, New York Jets, Miami at three, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Philly, Detroit, and then to Carolina. Right now, there are one, two, three teams, four teams that need a quarterback on that list at the minimum. Maybe five. So One, I think two. Jacksonville, Jets, Miami. Yeah, I mean, may, Miami's a maybe, right? Yeah, Atlanta, Miami's a maybe. At, I put Atlanta as a yes. I would say point. probable at this point, right? I have a question about the Atlanta thing. Uh, Matt or Matt Ryan, what's his situation contract-wise? Well, everyone says they can't trade him. But I think if they're looking at a uh, at a quarterback they like, then they would want to have the guy on the roster so they can move on. Like, how long until Matt Ryan is the next Drew Brees, where his arm just falls off a cliff and Matt he can that isn't? offense? How about this? Is Matt Ryan, holy shit, is about to make some money, yo. I know. It's embarrassing. <laughs> holy cow. Somehow, but what's his stats though? That's what I'm curious because, like, I feel like their their problem is less quarterback and more everything else on their team. Yeah, but it's like, when are you going to be here again? Type moment. Yeah, you know, is but he is 36 years old. He is slated. You if you cut, you can't cut him. I mean, he's got he's going to get 17, 21 next year, 21. He's not really untradeable. I don't see. I mean, you've got to. You would have to suck up three, two more years Wait. of um, twenty-one million dollars at quarterback. But that's not awful in this day. I'd rather have Matt Ryan than Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. 
I'd rather death. <laughs> Dude, I just, I'm so not used to the quarterback of the Panthers being just an average chump. It just sucks, man. It's a bad feeling. I'm not into it. We need to fix this. All right, we, we got 90 viewers. You know what we need to fix is I know we had some trouble with the stream earlier, but I kicked all the kids off the FaceTime and the video games. We're down to we, – we got 90 people watching – Upwards of 90 people, only 27 likes. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. We're going to go to the next call. The number is 252-228-5098. What's up? I'm just calling to let y'all know I'm on my way to Kroger to get some baked beans, some potato salads, the corn on the cob, because we about to have some Drew Brees barbecue ribs tonight. You know the ribs going to get cracked, baby back ribs. And I want to say I up to Alvin Kamara. We know you got that COVID because you had a dirty nose ring. Everybody knows it. I should oh have. He'll be back next year. He saw his second. God, next go. Hey, this is Kevin from Charleston. Yo, Cody, what happened to your boys Friday? <laughs> Fucking Clemson? What the fuck happened? Yo. I'll tell you what happened. Uh, uh, shit, they man. took their Buckeyes and stuck it straight into that Clemson purple and orange pussy and fucking raped Damn. them. That's what they fucking did. You know, Tony the Tiger, you know, his slogan was, it's great. You know what the This call is awkward. I'm going to the next one. I can't hear it anymore. Well, well let me respond to him then. No, 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 no. We don't just move on. I got to respond to that shit. All right. One, one is a salty-ass Gamecock fan. Okay, the South Carolina Gamecocks are like the cucks of the SEC. They tout all of the uh, of the accomplishments of Alabama because their team is so terrible and Clemson has beaten them five years in a row because they're the dumpster fire in South Carolina. Number two, Ohio State has played a much shorter schedule than Clemson. I'm taking nothing away from them, but the Clemson Tigers have been doing football shit since June. Okay? They are... Ohio State was the better rested football team, and they came and they beat our asses. They beat our asses in the trench, and uh, they beat our asses on the field. Um, I still know that our future is going to be much better than uh, any South Carolina fan. I know that, so... I'm still happy. And hey, maybe you watched uh, your new quarterback in Justin Fields. What maybe happened Devin, in that game, dude? How'd y'all get your ass beat so bad? Justin Fields and his receiver core, they fucking went off. They had something to prove. Um, we were missing our free safety uh, for the start of the game because of a targeting penalty uh, in the ACC championship game. That was important. Um, we lost our middle linebacker due to a targeting penalty and their receivers just made plays our corners uh, were just outmatched I mean Trevor and our offense for the most part did okay but they were able to shut down the run and um, they, they blitzed us a ton a ton a ton and uh, we just couldn't hold up uh, Trevor didn't have time to Throw the football, really. So. Is Etienne, is his stock going to slide a little? And not because he's not uh, just a 
uh, an electric uh, offensive talent, but you saw him just get mugged in pass protection. Is that going to be a problem at the pro level? Not really a problem because that's always been his slight. He's never been a great pass protector, but the other skills that he has, they're they're by far enough to make him a first round round talent. He's going to run into four threes, and him coming back to Clemson made him like an uh, almost uh, maybe even over a thousand yard receiver. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but he wasn't catching passes before this year. So this year, he really did finally look like a legitimate Alvin Kamara with rocket boosters up his ass. Like, yeah, he was doing he do, Yeah, doing everything. And he's uh, hard to tackle. Man, the first contact never brings him down. What about so, the Sermon guy? Trey Sermon, yeah, man. He was a transfer from Oklahoma, went to Ohio State, broke uh, Eddie George's single-season uh, rushing record for the Buckeyes. Yeah, and I mean, runs. They kept saying he runs angrily. He does. He kind of reminds me of like an Eddie George, to be honest. Yeah. In some ways. All right. But guess what? That's why you don't pay running backs. That's why you don't pay running backs. All right. 252 228 If it will play. Hey, this is Tanner up in Elkin, and I was just seeing a lot of people talking about, like, should the Panthers try to get a quarterback now that they're at the ninth pick? And I really uh, disagree with that because I was just working through uh, contracts that are ending in uh, 22, and one of them is a current guy, TD. Uh, I think he only had two years. Maybe it was three years, the third year pretty much nothing, but uh, I kind of think the Panthers should go with bolstering the O-line, things like that, make an appealing team so that a veteran might quarterback might look at our team and be like, hey, that looks like good opportunity to go in and win some games, and there's one guy in particular who his contract will be ending in 22, or at the end of the 21 season, I believe, and that is Aaron Rodgers. You know, the Packers, they drafted Jordan Love uh, last year, and they're probably looking to ship Rodgers out, even if he is you know, MVP-level quarterback. Like that. I don't know. Maybe it's a pipe dream, but I want to hear y'all's thoughts on Is there a chance the Panthers try to address this issue in a different manner than through the draft? Right. And right now, I don't think that the current consensus of or at least when people talk uh, that the current attitude about how to build um, a Super Bowl team, it always seems to include the rookie deal. Yeah, definitely. Right. Is that that's where we hear like rarely. I guess the only the I guess the real example would be is could you do something like the Bucks are doing? You know, I mean, would that be the comparison? Would that be the comparison bringing Aaron Rodgers in here? It's not something that I would want to do, just because. No, I mean, yeah, listen, if we, if we, if we, but yeah, but listen, if we got Aaron Rodgers and he was still able to do Aaron Rodgers shit, fine. You know, like that. That we're talking about a whole different thing at that point. Still, I want a young quarterback that we can call our own that we can groom from the ground up and that we can hone their talents and turn into 
the next franchise quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think it takes time. Um, I think we have a good situation in which to do it uh, with Joe Brady still being on the team. Um, that's another thing that's going to be a big contentious point this offseason is whether or not uh, Joe Brady is going to be worth the head coaching job uh, and the offers that he's sure to receive. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I really do think that we have a good spot for a young quarterback more so than an older one. I mean, either way, you're still talking about building your football team. How much would you have to pay him? You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Rodgers? Yes, you have to pay Um, him. And he is no joke when it comes to his money. He was the one trying to build that clause into his contract is every time a new quarterback signs, we get to revisit my contract. Because he wants That's to be like crazy. the top paid, you know what I'm saying? Like he wants to it's be crazy, yeah, yeah. And and you, I mean, just the mentality that he has. I just, um, I don't get the great team player. I, I don't see him being a great match with Matt Rule, if I'm being honest. No. Um, because Matt Rule is going to want to control the way things go and whatnot, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to want to control the way things go. Um, I don't think that's a good idea. I think it is a again a temporary fix to a long term problem. Um, and then we're going to be right back, and, and we're talking about. Uh, mediocrity again you know we're back to being middle of the pack and the only thing I have a problem with with bolstering the offensive line and not going with the quarterback this year is what that's going to do is it's going to make our team an eight and eight team next year with Teddy Bridgewater's quarterback and out of the quarterback conversation at all at that point as well you know that's the I don't only think thing so. I don't think we can win it I don't think we're gonna win more than five with Teddy period no matter the team you put around no. him. At this point, I feel like he's But you have Christian you. McCaffrey back there as well. Christian McCaffrey does a lot, right, as far as taking that pressure off of Bridgewater because that's going to be his dump off. That's going to be the guy. And then Christian McCaffrey's ability to get yards after the catch is going to save Teddy Bridgewater's, you know, under But I feel like we know how to play. Like, I mean, it was uh, – they said it in the broadcast on the Washington football team uh, game. is like, <laughs> you know what to do against Carolina. Is you just yeah. put all those guys you keep it underneath, and you dare them to try to go over the top on you, like because they and can't by- do it. And so uh-huh. I think that, like it, and I and I do know that I do think Christian McCaffrey could add something to the team, but at the same time, I don't know if he could over if Teddy Bridgewater is out there. He, like you guys said, Cody has said it, he's regressed. I think that this is that, like, I don't see any prospect of you being very successful with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Yeah, even with McCaffrey. I yeah. mean, even uh, McCaffrey is not going even to Even with a himself. better offensive line, unless you were just able to run the ball like 200 yards That's a game, what I'm talking about. chew the like clock that. down, yeah, and yeah, play a defensive even, team. But I don't think we could even do that. Given all the problems we got on the offensive line, I don't even think a, a first-round draft pick is going to fix it. It's not going to fix it. It's just going to put you in a better position to get it fixed Guys. over the next couple of years. Guys, the Broncos went to the Super Bowl with noodle arm Peyton Manning at the helm, like who did nothing to help his team whatsoever. Still like, the, better than Bridgewater, though. No, he was Still not. Did you did you remember that water. season? He couldn't throw the ball five yards down the field. But it's a washed up old Peyton Manning. Like even a washed up old Peyton Manning is better than this I guy. Agree. What I'm I agree. saying, what I'm, what I'm saying is, even if 
Christian McCaffrey comes back, we still have a quarterback that can't throw the football downfield. So now it goes back to shut down Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, yep. doesn't, Christian McCaffrey doesn't equal another W in this uh, on this football team. Well, maybe one Bruce or two. Quarterback. Maybe one or two. I think it would be. I think you'd get to possibly three more wins with Christian McCaffrey. because we lost had... every game that he's been in this year. But what are those games? Like, we were playing against some some heavy hitters those games. Like, we were playing against the Tampa Bay Bucks. We were playing against the freaking Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, let's be honest about some things. We can't put that entirely. Like, the reality is we were closer in, in that Kansas City Chiefs because of Christian McCaffrey's gameplay, and it's different. When you see him on the field, when you see him play, like, it is different. Like, our offense ran differently with Christian McCaffrey in there. I'm not saying we're going to win uh, and go to the playoffs, but I'm saying two, three more wins this season is very reasonable to expect when you have your star running back in the mix. I would be more concerned if we started PJ next year. Like, I think that if we would have started PJ this year, we would have had three more wins. Yeah, we should have started PJ uh, after um, after he beat the Lions to see uh, what we had in him. If, if he had more time in the offense to be able to get into rhythm, would he be able to do it? And that's what I wanted to see. That's what a lot of us wanted to see. But um, they were going to get that chance. Let's go to the next call, 252-228-5098. Hey, Tanner again. Uh, just a correction. Yeah, Rogers doesn't come available for a while, like until 24 or something. But and my thought remains the same. I think that the Panthers should just continue to build their own line, stick with Teddy for next year, or uh, maybe swap in and try PJ. I just don't think that there's going to be a quarterback at nine that would really warrant and even if it were, I would rather see us uh, continue to build the trenches. Cody, is there a quarterback other than Wilson, Fields, and uh, uh, Lawrence that you would be comfortable picking? Yeah, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Uh, Listen, you have to understand – People are only down on Trey Lance because he didn't play football this year. Trey Lance was Zach Wilson before Zach Wilson. Didn't he go to the same school Carson Wentz went to? Yeah, this is the North Dakota Dakota State Bison. Well, why is Carson Wentz done then? Why is everybody off the Carson Wentz track? Do you think that's a little premature to write him off entirely? Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I would like I said. I mean, I, I it wouldn't be my first choice, but I would be at least a little more hopeful going into next season with Carson Wentz than Teddy Bridgewater. That's crazy, but given the season Carson Wentz has had, I know. But I don't know what you're, happened you're, to him, but it's only it's a one. I won't say a one off. I just feel like we closed the door on players so quickly, you know, and. Um, Maybe I, mean, I guess people would probably say, well, you could say that about Teddy Bridgewater. I never opened the door on him. That was the thing, is that I saw that from the beginning, or at least I think we all saw, man, these limitations, you can only hide them so much. Um, and we were not able to hide them. I, let me ask you this. is uh, What is your thoughts on the coaching staff now at, by this point? Today, did you guys, what was up with that damn challenge flag from Rule? 
I honestly, in that moment, I was, I was thinking, oh, they're really wanting to lose this game. That's what I thought, too. Like, no, the make, same thing. That, that's what I thought initially. Like, that was my first thought. I'm like, oh, they are trying to lose, like, and make it not look like it's an actual attempt at losing. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, man. Joe Brady's going to be with us again. There's a trend in the NFL of people in the booth, like, fucking up and calling down to the coach and saying, hey, challenge. And and the coach kind of thinks, well, they have the sky view. They're able to see the camera angles. So, yeah, I might as well throw the flag. But then they see it, and they're like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Like, did y'all see that gif of Bill Belichick? Uh, I think uh, I forget who they were playing. I think it was the Buffalo Bills. And the, Bill Belichick made this stupid challenge. And after the challenge uh, failed, he goes and he's talking on the phone and he slams the phone down because he's pissed <laughs> off at the guy that told him the challenge. Like, I kind of think that might have been what happened to Matt Rule. Yeah. Um, I don't know. As far as our coaches, man, I said this before the year. Like, there was nothing that was going to happen in 2020 that was really going to make me have a strong opinion either way. Were they perfect this year? No. But do I think that Joe Brady and Phil Snow and Matt Rule made a whole lot of nothing into a little bit of something? Yeah, I do think they did that. And I think that's a good sign going forward uh, into 2021. I'm not, uh, you know, a lot of people are really down on Phil Snow. I maintain that a lot of that 3-5 that everyone can't stand is a lot of just being hamstrung into having to do it and not having enough of a defensive roster to be able to man a true 4-3 or 3-4. Oh, I think that uh, for me, I think if anything, I think Phil Snow's stock has climbed, in my opinion, or my faith in him has increased. If anything, I would say that my faith in Joe Brady has plateaued right now. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, I'm down on him, but, like, uh, two months ago, if we're sitting here talking, I'm sitting here going, man, this guy, right, is doing everything right. And towards the end, it just kind of felt meh. It's just been meh. It felt average. Like, it didn't feel like he was an elite offensive coordinator. I didn't see anything that made me feel like – and and we can talk about being hamstrung, you know, or, or, you know – uh, held back by a quarterback that can't throw the ball a lot farther than 10, 10 yards. But at the same time, I mean, even with that, it didn't feel like we were uh, really throwing things out there that were unexpected, right? You know, our, it seemed like defenses really knew what was coming every time. And, yes, that's partially on Teddy Bridgewater, but I think you've got to put some of that accountability on Joe Brady as well. Yeah, so I'm not we saying have- that it's declined. It's just he plateaued for me in November. Yeah. You know? Maybe. And we maybe had just – kind of been in the same spot for the last four weeks yeah I mean listen I agree with that but again I do think that he was hamstrung by Teddy Bridgewater and I do like, listen if we're going to give him credit for the bad stuff which is 100% fair and I'm all on board with we have to give him credit for the good stuff too in that look, we have 2,000 yard receivers and we have built an offense that for as terrible as it was uh, allowed Teddy Bridgewater to have the best year of his whole career. So let me ask you: t- you know, uh, do, you, do you give credit uh, to Teddy Bridgewater for those thousand-yard receivers? No. So how can we give it to to Joe Brady? 
because, because we're Teddy, not giving it to Teddy. So who do we Teddy give it Bridgewater, to? <laughs> but Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater isn't calling the plays to get them open in space. And Joe Brady is. I mean, I, I think that when you talk about throwing the ball within five yards, it's an easy completion. You know, you're, you're going to find somebody a lot of times open at that point in time. Yeah, um, I, I think, think credit yeah. for those thousand yard receivers, a hundred percent are on the receivers, like a hundred and ten percent are on the receivers, making incredible plays um, and fighting for each other. But I, I didn't see any incredible, like you know, just it didn't feel like it was above average as far as play calling. This, you know, at least these last few weeks, it just felt like it was the same old, same old. Like, he hasn't, like, I don't feel like there's been adjustments at halftime for his offense. I mean, I don't know about you, Tony, but I don't feel that way. Okay, but let me ask you this. Let me ask both of you. Don't you also feel, though, like we haven't seen the best out of this dude? Because I definitely do. Like, I don't have a problem. I actually don't have a problem with this play calling at all. Like, is that I don't even need you to wow me with crazy shit. Like, so that's what I'm just saying is that our offense plateaued. And so yeah, so I, did my opinions of Joe Brady. He has not left not me disheartened. Right. right. Oh yeah. Oh totally, totally. Is that I'm just feeling yeah, like on the absolutely. on the exit ticket right now is sure. that he was just hotter in my mind earlier on. But I think this is and I think if anybody wants to um challenge Cody's uh, position that Joe Brady called the game because of what he had with Teddy Bridgewater, right? Because you See what said that when PJ came in, yeah, it's to- it's totally different. Um, and it, right. and it is more, it's like the same thing, but everything's ten yards de- farther down the field. And dude, you're not gonna look at LSU's offense in 2019 and tell me that 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 was the same thing that we're doing the same types of things like yeah maybe the play calling might have been similar in some aspects but with how dynamic lsu was like yeah they had some incredible receiving talent with jamar chase and justin jefferson but dude i'm telling you i mean you all have seen the flashes of dj moore curtis samuel and robbie anderson we have speeds to what how many uh, yards would they have put up I got to ask this is, is I think DJ's numbers would have probably been, I mean, he would have more catches, some more yards. I think Robbie Anderson would have had like 600 more yards if he had a better quarterback. Uh, I think think DJ Moore would have been close to a 2000 yard receiver. had he I I really think that we, we came into my friend always says this to me is that when we saw, and he's a, I just go on the radio with him. He's not a Panthers fan. But he's a fantasy football guy and all of this. And he said, man, we thought that damn Robbie Anderson was a deep threat. And you guys made him a possession receiver. Imagine if he would have been a deep threat this year. How many yards he would have had. It's kind of crazy. I think, if anything, we see that Joe Brady's offense is pass heavy. But But here's my question, then. And this is where I talk about about the, the, like... And, and we've been saying pump the brakes on the Joe Brady talk. Joe Brady has a lot of say in who's the starting quarterback, right? If the if the playbook opens that much with a different quarterback, why the hell did eight weeks ago when we all saw Teddy Bridgewater wasn't the answer, why wasn't he incapable of seeing that? Why did Teddy start today would be the real – is a question I'm interested in. You know, like, like, I, just, I, I think that you have to also look at it from that perspective. I mean, as an offensive head coach or offensive coordinator, 
he's he's yes you can talk about the the stats all day but the reality is he may be held back by a quarterback but that's his decision to keep that quarterback in I don't know if it's only his decision but yeah if there's a stain on this uh, uh on Joe Brady and Matt Rule and we've put it on Marty Herney for the contract it's it is Teddy Bridgewater Thinking yeah. that you would be able to do enough with him. The number is 252-228-5098. Cover this call for me, guys, real quick. 10-4. Hey, guys. Just a, just another uh, disappointing performance. All of, I mean, really, in a lot of different areas. But I think that, uh, I mean, Teddy, he had some just, I mean, I actually thought today we did a better, a better job, especially Joe Brady, of just, I mean, trying to, trying to get some of these guys involved in, in deeper areas. But it's clear. It's, it, 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 I mean, I, I mentioned it last in my last week call. Things about Teddy that 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 just aren't fixable. I mean, we know what this guy is. We know that he he's not going to elevate us down the field. He's proven that time and time again. Um, you know, it it, it it's um, it, he's not going to be that guy. He's not he's not going to you know throw down the field. Yeah. You know, try and get you big thirty forty yard games. Heck, I, the, the the biggest play of the night tonight. Was that catch? I mean, that throw to DJ Moore, which was severely underthrown, which DJ had a great play on. But I mean, man, it, I feel bad for the receiving core because I mean, they had, they had, they really had a good year. I feel really so bad for these offense. guys. I, I'd like to see how when, when when we can spread the ball down, you know, get the ball down the field better. How the how they would have gone? Because I mean, there's a chance that Curtis Samuel's not back. I hope. I mean, I hope he is. He's a he's so dynamic. He can run the ball. He's fast. He's, he's elusive. He's, he's a great route runner. He's, I mean, today, I think today was his best, most yards, yards game of the year. But, I mean, Teddy threw, I believe, two. I mean, PJ threw three. One, one, he got pressure really badly on. The other one was in the red zone, I believe, which was, I mean, which, what's it going to happen with a young quarterback? Because everything's faster down there. I, I think those things are more fixable. And, uh, now, I don't, I'm not saying PJ's the guy, but those are things that are fixable from a, uh, from a, from that kind of standpoint, like from a, from a, just a, a mechanical standpoint and, and, and slowing the game down, getting more comfortable. And then the other pick uh, was a little behind Curtis, but Curtis could have brought that one in. But, I mean, Teddy threw, I mean, three or four more falls that could have been intercepted that uh, that weren't. And I, I think that's what, I mean, we, we saw what, exactly what, what I was saying, that they, whenever whenever you're asking him to throw the ball down the field and not, you know, not not checking the ball down, you know, not even, you know, a, a decent amount of time averaging six yards and attempts, it's, uh, I think, good things don't happen. And, Right now, we're not in the best spot to get a quarterback in the draft. I think uh, I, I hope that I mean I hope Trey Lance falls to us at nine or, or, or wherever, wherever we end up. I actually haven't seen where we, where we are right now. I, I think maybe maybe the Eagles. I'm not exactly sure if the um I think the Eagles game has a little bit of effect on that as well. But I appreciate you guys taking my call, man. I I, I love the podcast. <laughs> like I said, it, I found out about you guys on the round table with Pat and. Uh, solving them and, and it's been great I, I found some great campus content I love and I hope you guys are doing well and I hope Tony I hope your surgery went well last week uh, I haven't heard about it but I'm, I'm hopeful for the best y'all have a good night yeah man thanks Appreciate for the call you. yeah um, and we're glad to have you as part of the community and I'm sad to, when I look at Teddy Bridgewater's contract guys yeah man he's a 20 million dollar he's a 20 million dollar dead cap space if we caught him next year yeah yeah, and the, what's even worse about that is he's a twenty million dollar backup quarterback. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And and he, you know, one thing I'll, I'll, I'll talk about with that phone call is something that I even felt today. Like I feel bad for these receivers. Like I feel off. Like every time 
like I see DJ Moore putting every effort he can to try to come down with the ball, but because the ball wasn't where it should be, like it 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 it, it looks bad because now it's saying like his targets and it's supposed to receptions are you know this, and now all of a sudden it's a stain on his stats. You know the fact that he's done what he's done with what he's got has been miraculous. I mean he's had two back to back thousand yard seasons with these quarterbacks with Kyle Allen and with uh, with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, and the thing I've, people yeah. have been down on DJ. You know what? what it is? You know what it reminds me of a little bit. I'm not making a, a skill level comparison between the two, but it's like no one said DeAndre Hopkins was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL until Deshaun Watson started throwing him the football. Whereas even before that, DeAndre Hopkins was balling out, making all kinds of crazy catches for Houston even before that. And that situation is kind of similar to me to DJ Moore uh, because I feel like he's another guy that doesn't get the the media attention at large just because he doesn't have a star throwing the rock at him. Uh, by the way, Tony, you were wondering earlier um, how long it takes before you start to uh, hear, hear news. Uh, 56 seconds ago from Adam Schefter, Jets officially parted ways with Adam Gase. <laughs> there it is. Her yes. first source. Case went nine and twenty-three during his two seasons oh, as the Jets head coach. Now Jets now back in the market for another head wow. coach. So you were asking how fast uh, before the show ends is apparently how fast. My God, do you think the Jets would be silly not to take a quarterback? Are you done? Uh, are you done up with Darnold? Because is that he just turns the ball over so much? He really does. I mean, it's so hard to tell, man. Like, no one would have ever predicted that Ryan Tannehill would have the level of success going from the Miami Dolphins to the Tennessee Titans that he's had, you know? Um, But Sam Darnold did have all of the requisite talents coming out of USC to be considered a top-tier quarterback in the draft. So, I mean, he's been in a terrible situation. I've said before, and, um, you know, that... Uh, so much of determines what is a successful quarterback is the support structure that he has around him. And the Buffalo Bills did it perfect with Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I think uh, even uh, last year, Baker Mayfield wasn't looking too hot. A lot of people would still have their doubts about Baker Mayfield, but you put a good coach on the Cleveland Browns and now they're in the playoffs and, you know, Baker looks like he can operate that offense in rhythm. So maybe that's the scenario for the Jets. I mean, maybe if they're able to hire a competent head coach and put real pieces around Sam Darnold, yeah, maybe it is worth it. I mean, imagine what what kind of trade offers you're going to have for the number two pick from, I mean, what, every team picking in the top ten almost? Yeah. Trying to jump all the other ones? Yeah. I mean, you'd be dumb to not – at least listen to the offers. And you know sure. what's crazy? What's going to be funny about it, that too, is if they were to listen to those offers, and let's say we were to go to them and say, listen, we'll give you this to trade up to this point. You know what their first thing is going to be is to call the number three pick and say, hey, listen, they're willing to give me this. If you're willing to you know, equal that and yeah. only have me move back to three, I'll do it. And then all of a sudden, now we've just been jumped because – those people know that we're going to be taking a quarterback if we were to jump to two. So there's just so much leverage and so much negotiation. It's so tough. But I'll tell you this, and I, you know, we were talking about 
you know, what are our options outside of the draft? I think 100%, like knowing what I feel about Tepper, I feel like Tepper, he went and got his guy with Matt Rule. He went and got his guy with Joe Brady. He's going to go get his guy in the draft. I think you're right. I'm, I'm kind of feeling the the way Tepper said it when he parted ways with Marty Herney. I think mm-hmm. he is starting to get anxious and uh, yeah. speeding up the process. And yeah. I think one thing that we've kind of at least learned about Tepper is that he is um, he's okay with turning the page to the next phase. Yeah, and I, to be honest, is that I wouldn't be surprised if the Carolina Panthers just simply released Teddy Bridgewater or traded him somewhere for like a six. I don't even know who you would do it to. Nobody's going to take his contract on. I'll be honest with you. Like, if we can maybe negotiate with a team and do a trade where we'll take ten million of his cap hit, you know, and then that way it's not so much on us, and they have a, a quarterback that could very well, you know, lead them to something better than what they were this year. Um, then maybe you might find somebody who's willing to trade, but that's the only way is if we just say straight up, take him, but we'll take 10 per ten ten million million of the cap hit. So listen, you, I mean, I am not smart enough to even start to talk about this. So let me do it anyway. Uh, but like, there are scenarios from time to time where there are trades that involve three teams. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if we could figure out something between Miami, Houston, and us for Deshaun because if if the Texans liked Trey Lance or Zach Wilson if we could figure out a way to get them the number three pick and then let Miami have our seventh pick like again I don't know what I'm talking about but why would they even why does Houston need to do that though why do they have Deshaun because they've had to pay Deshaun they've had to pay Deshaun and we all know that if you want to build a team, having a, a star quarterback that you're paying Buku's the money to, like Deshaun's getting, then you're going to have a hard time building a team like that. Well, but that, okay, that is true. But at the same time, Deshaun this year has had a career year. Yeah. Like if you look at his There's numbers, nothing. he's like yeah, he's like number two to only like Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and, and he's playing on a fucking dumpster fire football team. Like Deshaun Watson. And you're going to say I'm just a Clemson fan or whatever people will. But, dude, Deshaun Watson really is a transcendent talent. Like, that's but here's the, the thing. This is why they're not going to do this and why they shouldn't yeah. is because in 2021, his big money doesn't kick in until 2022. He's only 25 years old right now. Uh, in 2021, next year, he is only – he counts – Fifteen point nine million against the cap. That's it. Fifteen. He's eight point six percent of their cap. Now that number over doubles the following. Bridgewater, isn't it? That yes. That now that number. Uh, wow, that's embarrassing. That number over doubles in the following year, where he goes from it go uh, to thirty five million. Four, he's going to be forty million against their cap in twenty twenty two. But I don't see. For me, I I understand the idea of like if you can catch lightning in a bottle and and build around a rookie quarterback. But I think once you have a quarterback, you keep him. 
And right now, I don't think that I'm, you know what, I'm comfortable if I'm the Texans paying him $35 million and getting what I get from him and the Panthers paying $20 million to Teddy. And by like, the way, I will just Watson, stick with that deal. I just yeah, want to keep my the, payment. By, by the way, Deshaun Watson is the only bargaining chip that the Houston Texans have moving forward looking for a brand new head coach and general manager. Like, if you're going to go to Houston, literally the only reason you're going yep. is because of Deshaun. Yep. So, um, I just think once you, the, the, uh, what we've learned for, and what Cam showed us, what so many things have showed us, until you have the quarterback, you don't got it. Like, it's just that simple. And once you got him, you keep him. You know, yep. I mean, or else Green Bay, unless you want to be one of those teams that just has this, that you want to prove you're smarter than everybody else. So you part ways with Aaron Rodgers before you have to, you know, and you're like trying to do what Bill Belichick has done with a lot of players. And that is uh, tr what, like uh, the Trent Brown or whatever, you know, they, they see one year ahead of what's coming. And you're like, oh, no, nah, Rodgers is it. And then they're like, but I don't even think you do that. Like, I think once you get a quarterback, you keep them, man. Like, mm -hmm. that's like the, like, until that is answered, you're always trying to answer it. And so I don't see any reason if I'm Houston, I even want to dip my toe I think that you've got a winner. You know, you picked a you picked Deshaun Watson at what thirteen? What did he get picked? At? Yeah, you know, or yeah. something like that. Like uh, you got everything you wanted. Keep it. You know, yeah, now sure. you got to figure out how to just put a better team around him and a better coach and a better this and that. Not get rid of him. So I don't even yeah. think that that's a a, a reasonable a viable option. Yeah, yeah. I I, I can understand if you're Miami. And they have shown some concerns. Cody has said, look, I don't really think that two is as good as, as, as what it's going to take to be yeah. great. And I can see how some of that you could say that. I don't know if I, I haven't watched all of his games, but I do understand he doesn't have like the blistering arm. But I think he's better. Than, I'd rather have him than Teddy. Absolutely. Yeah, he represents a higher upside for sure. Um, right. I, I do like my, my problem with him and, and, the, and what I've seen is that he doesn't really know what NFL open is. Like he's used to Alabama receivers like Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, like screaming wide open. And he doesn't really have that with the Dolphins. And there are times when he just either doesn't trust his arm to fit the ball into that window or he's just not seeing it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it is his first year in the NFL. Like, I don't want to also you – know, it's it's tough. I don't want to throw the books at him. Or, or, you know, Keep in mind, too, away. he's but not dealing with elite talent on that. Like, this is a Miami team coming into the year. We were convinced we're tanking. They were getting rid of everybody that was important to their organization. You know? And that's, I, I, that's – yeah, I mean they're not they're not the best. I mean Justin Herbert, if he was on that team, I think that they probably would have been a better team. I, don't I think really the Dolphins know if you fans can say it, that to be honest is that, mm -hmm. I mean like I don't know if you can really confidently. Say, I mean like I think you could say Herbert right now represents like what everybody wants is like the explosive down this and that. But two of one, you know what I'm saying? Like is they have not been losing. 
Now right. it might not be because of Tua, right? But they have been. They're like a. They won like eleven games this year or something. Yeah, I mean, and no, they, they, the they yeah, they just missed the playoffs. But I think the the question is though. I I remember before the combine last year, uh, it was either Bucky Brooks or Daniel Jeremiah was saying that they were talking to a scout for the Miami Dolphins, and they were saying that they have done all the work possible on the quarterbacks in the 2020 draft and the 2021 draft. So the fact that they have now the number three pick in the draft, like they have a better pick than they did last year when they grabbed Tua. But they so could it, have gotten Herbert. They messed, They had their choice and they went with Tua. Yeah, that's true. But now, literally the very next year, they have a, a, a redo. Like They have another crack. Like what happens if you're them and either of Lance... Fields or Wilson falls down to them. Do you think you know? he's a Josh Rosen type of bust? I, I don't. I mean, listen, maybe this is just a part of my own personal philosophy. I really have a hard time with quarterbacks that don't have the requisite arm talent. Yeah. Like, it, it, like so arm talent I define as being able to drive the football into a tight window. There are a lot of guys that don't have premier arm talent that are actually good at throwing the deep ball. Like Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, I wouldn't say that any of them have top-tier arm talent, uh, but they know how, you know, they're good at throwing the football down the field. Uh, Russell Wilson is another one. The best yeah, I was going to say Russell. Yeah, the, the best deep ball thrower that there is. And, he, you know, you never hear him mentioned as like a, a top-five arm talent. Now, I My think Tua reminds me I of Russell Wilson a lot. I don't know if he's going to develop that kind of touch and that kind of rhythm. He yeah. might. It's only his first year in the NFL. But um, Russell is also a lot more mobile than Tua by a lot. All right, 252-228-5098. Hey, fellas, this is PD Riggs, 19. And uh, after watching this game tonight, yeah, we definitely need a quarterback. I... <laughs> haven't really been a fan of Teddy since we signed him. I didn't think that was a good signing, uh, being a five- or six-year quarterback, and he just hasn't really been too successful um, other than those five games last season with the Saints. But with all that being said, he does do some things well, and with those things that he does well, um, that's pre-snap read sometimes for maybe 75 80 percent of the time and then also the short passing game so i think that if we do draft a quarterback i know that they'll still have teddy start next season but it'll be a better transition to let a younger quarterback kind of sit behind him and at least learn those aspects of the game let me know what you think have a nice guy I uh, think, nice night, guys. I think that's a reasonable assumption to make. I think there, there are a couple of things that are going to be problematic. Is number one, as I would look towards what happened with the um, with the Chargers this year, and how injury facilitated the start of Justin Herbert. But I got to tell you this: is that we've seen the limitations of Teddy Bridgewater so far. So you come out there and you start zero two. And Teddy does the same crap he's doing because he can't do anything else. I think this coaching staff right now is getting itchy. Itchy. I think that the ownership yeah. is, and, and I'm I'm to the point. I think 
uh, Tepper has, has got some buyer's remorse right now when it comes to Teddy Bridgewater. I think so, too. How do you not? How yeah. do you not? And listen, let's harp on it some more, man. Uh, I, I think that he made a terrible mistake waiting as long as he did to fire Marty Hearn. Uh, I mean, now it's, you know, thank God he's gone and we are looking, but I mean, we could have been way further ahead on this process and we're, and we're still stuck in this thing. Like who did make the decision to sign Teddy Bridgewater? Was it Joe Brady who wanted his own quarterback or was it Matt rule? Like does Marty Herney have no say so in signing the contract for Teddy Bridgewater, even though he was our general manager and that's his job to do. You know, uh, so I think David Tepper really made a bad decision not doing everything at the same time in one uniform With, move. Yeah, yeah moving, I think you're going you're gonna to move on from your franchise quarterback. You're going to move on from your head coach and Ron Rivera of over a decade, and you need to let go of your fucking general manager from yesteryear because now he's stuck doing it on, uh, at a time when a bunch of other um, really – um, appealing jobs are going to be on the market right now. All right, let's go to the next call. What do you do, boys? It's your boy Mike, aka Supreme Little. Supreme Little. Yeah, I got that out quick. Um, so I don't know. I don't want to do this, man, because I, I I love all of Panther Nation, man. You know the y'all, my boys. Everyone's my boys. We all boys in the hood. <laughs> um. Okay, Chicavatier, we do. Excuse me. Not <laughs> need to fire Bill Snow after one season with Thank scrubs you, and rookies. That's what I'm right saying. Tell them. I love you, dude. You know, you're one of my favorite callers. You you bring the energy and I, I feel p- the panther pride. But that's right. Let's, let's give them another season or two before we before we Eric Washington him. Okay? That's right. Or oh, 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 what's that to do? Anyways, yeah. Um. Uh. I heard Cody mention this earlier. Um, the only way we're getting that uh, quarterback is if we trade up. And the only suitable trade partners I see are Miami by way of Houston. Um, I could easily see three quarterbacks going in the first four picks. Um I could see four quarterbacks going in the first four picks if somebody else trades up for that yeah. spot. If it's not us, we got to pull the trigger. Um, I think we by, missed our you know, window, man. Doing the past, I don't see that happening. But this is a new regime, so we'll see what's up. Twenty twenty one, boys. Let's do it. Off season time. Can't wait for free agency and. Hopefully we can get another Robbie Anderson type player and who could step up and uh, give a boost somewhere for us. Keep hounding, boys. Panther Pride for life. Hounding. Supreme Lita. Yeah, man. Look, I I maintain you can't be too hard 
on any of our coaches, let alone Phil Snow. And Tony, let me run this by by you. I kind of feel like in in some senses, I'm not talking about any one specific person's criticism of Phil Snow, but I feel like there's a little bit of ageism with mm-hmm. Phil Snow. Like I kind of feel like he's the one old codger on our on our on our uh, coaching staff, and Matt Rule and Joe Brady are like these younger guys that are more the face of what we're trying to be, right? I kind of feel like people see the the weird, outdated college offense, and they also see this older guy calling it. I I, I honestly do think there's a little bit of ageism in uh, in in some of the critiques of of our man Phil Snow. Yeah, I could see that. I I think his I've been excited about Phil Snow from the beginning, and and you can go check the tape on everything. Is like, <clears throat> look, we didn't have a lot to work with. You know, we're in a big time of transition, and for me, the one thing that I've always been kind of cautious about is the the young the, the next young wave, right? Whoa, is, that daddy appears! Oh, holy cow! Uh, I wish so, I had the Batman music. The <laughs> <laughs> so for wow. me, for me, Cody, though, just to finish this off, and then we'll welcome Greg in. Is that uh, is that I think that sometimes that having that old hat brings a a sort of wisdom to the table. Yeah, I, and, I think so too. And I continue to, for me, I continue to look at what the Rams did in Sean McVay's opening year or two, and then they had. Wade Phillips. And Wade Phillips created a... You know, as McVay could say, you worry about the damn defense, bro. You just take care of it. And he's like, I got this. I think Phil Snow brings, you know, kind of a tenure to the table that none of the other guys really have. The other guys are young, exciting, hardworking whippersnappers. But I don't think he's a bad asset to have on this team. And I think, if anything... Uh, he's shown that uh, he really can get these boys playing pretty well. I I, I have no c- concerns about him yet. You know, I mean, that, and, and I'm with you. I think you say you said it best. Is like there's really nothing that could happen this year, other than us just looking completely unprepared at every moment. Yeah, that could really make us overly question. I think maybe if the offense looked in in shambles a little bit, I would have said, "Man, I don't know if Joe Brady's ready yet." But or I haven't. If there got- were reports of like, a, or if there was like a bad locker room vibe, and there were like reports of it or something. But like I don't would get have that. Be- I don't get that yeah. feeling. So right now, yeah. I think is if anything, I think they just have over exceeded expectations. Yeah. I uh, I mean I I think so. Like I said, I, this 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 uh, coaching staff I think has had to do a whole lot with with uh, a very little, and um, I, I've been impressed. I, I want to give um, all these coaches another year to uh, really impress me, and I, I think that the door is open for them to be able to do so. All right, Greg, the Bat Daddy, fifty-two in the house. How you doing? How are the in-laws? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was good, man. Oh, actually, it was actually my parents. Oh, so it was your parents. Fun. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. I mean, the in-laws are fun, too. Don't get me wrong. I like that. But, uh, hey, real quick, I wanted to say, buy a lottery ticket. 74 people watching, 47 thumbs up. Get the thumbs up before you do that buy a lottery ticket, because that's uh, lucky. 74. Yeah, all right. So, okay. Uh, are y'all talking about coaching staff and, like, what they've been doing? Because yeah. I have some thoughts on Joe Brady. 
I'm Ooh. sure you do. Oh, yeah, sad. I mean, I, as everybody knows here, I'm not a huge fan of the coaching staff, but I'm going to give them a chance because it is the first year. I get, I get that. I can't stand this talk about people talking about Joe Brady needs to be the head coach of this and this and this. Fuck that. What has Joe Brady done to show that he's a head coach? I agree. Because he's a, because he's a young, popular white guy? Is that why he should be a head yep. coach? Because he hasn't done <laughs> yeah. anything else to prove he should be a head coach. Now, I'm not saying he can't. He very well very may or very well may one day, but as of right now, first year, five wins, fifteen touchdowns by his quarterback. I don't know, maybe he got one today, sixteen by no, his he quarterback. Didn't. He didn't. Okay. No, don't worry, don't worry, you're good. Okay, yeah. I, I barely watched any of the game. Uh like so what does he deserve to be a head coach of from that? Uh, I I'll vote for Eric Bienemy any day of the week to be a head coach for that. Yeah, I mean look, you I, know? I so I, I actually agree with you hundred percent, Greg. Like I feel like a lot of people have kind of felt like I'm, you know, saying that Joe Brady deserves to be a head coach. I mean, what basically, if I'm him, I don't want to be a head coach yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I want a, a few more years to continue to build and and see how it's done on the NFL level. You know, for my own, like, if I was him, that's what I would want. Yeah. However, he needs to take his lumps too. You know? Yeah, he does need to take his lumps. I guess what what I said earlier before you were on the show is that Joe Brady has had to do a lot with um a, a very limited quarterback and and if we're gonna give him um his fair share of the blame for the offense being as bad as it is we also have to give him his credit for two thousand yard receivers um a, a rushing game that even though it wasn't christian it yeah. didn't fall completely off the map you know mm-hmm. um so it's like it's both ways. I don't think he's deserving of the job, but I also see why a bunch of people are going to want to try and be early on the next Sean McVay if that's who they think that he is. It's like Dogecoin. Get in early. All right. Yeah. Next call. Hi, I want to talk about Rodney Smith and leading in the yards. Is this the running back today? Is that what he's talking I think about? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, what were his stats? He was he looked all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I feel like that is he's the reason Cody and them are going to get to say it doesn't matter who your running back is. Is because well, you could I, just throw some guy to the wolves for a game, and he runs six yards and he squeaks <laughs> through, and you're like, "See, I told you so." You didn't need Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and I gotta ask: Does this mean that we have a good running backs coach, or that we have a good run blocking offensive line? Neither. Or is it just, or, or is it just every guy we seem to put in seems to be able to produce? Not produce, but I've seen a lot of players worse than them. You know, <laughs> maybe a little How bit. Of, oh, was he? Let's stuff. see what he even yeah. did. I don't even know what he did today. But by the way, Tony, you mentioned uh, Trace Sermon earlier for Ohio State. Like, what happens if that guy is just sitting around in the third round? I know. You know, and uh, you're, yeah, but like, that's like, that's literally the 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 crux of my entire anti McCaffrey argument. It isn't that Christian McCaffrey isn't a badass; like he clearly is. Like, right. I'm not trying to take anything away from how incredible yeah. of a football player Christian is. It's just that at that position. Like even a, a, a dual threat running back that passes the uh, or that catches the football and runs the football, like more and more of those running backs are coming through the draft in just about all rounds. So yeah. that's that's why I say you don't pay him. 
I almost say you don't draft him. And I know that this sounds crazy. Uh, Rodney Smith today had 10 carries for 40 yards. So he didn't it's do not it. Great. It's not great. It's not bad. It's not bad. He had a touchdown. Yeah. Um, when I say you don't draft him, it, I think a lot of people tried to do this. Is Everything is so faddish in sports. So you saw a couple of years where running backs in the top five or whatever really made a difference. Zeke Elliott, right? All of a sudden, these offenses started just cooking. But there was a lot of pieces there to go along with them. I think if, if you're going to draft a quarterback, I mean, a running back in the first round, I feel like the attitude is this, is that he's going to make our our offense just run, and we're going to run his ass into the ground for the next five years. I'm kind of surprised that uh, – I think that what I'm saying is, Cody, is to support – in support of your position, I almost don't even think it's worth taking a running back in the first round. If – you know, like, I mean, we could be better off now if we would have had uh, a left tackle that year. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't well, know really yeah, what the answer like, is. I like Christian that? McCaffrey. I don't yeah. dislike him. And I, I, I certainly love having him on the team. And I think he's the best running back in the league. I really do think yeah. that is that. And I think Kamara <laughs> and him are, are neck and neck. Um, Kamara and him. And yeah, Henry. Dalvin Cook yeah. is pretty fucking badass too. Yes, and Derrick Henry. These are all great players. Derrick Henry taking five in the second. Really, really good ones right now. Yeah. I just don't know what the benefit of having a really great. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But I felt like again that year we went Christian McCaffrey. We were talking about Fournette McCaffrey. Fournette McCaffrey. We could have been talking about other position groups at the same time. Well, I, I think at that point we weren't thinking about those position groups. We thought we had them filled. Yeah, you right. know, and 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 not to mention, like you're right. Maybe had we not taken McCaffrey, we'd have taken a left tackle. Then you're still taking the chances left tackle busts. But even if they don't bust, is a left tackle worth what Christian McCaffrey had last year? Two thousand yards of offense and or twenty three hundred yards of offense and nineteen touchdowns. Like, will will that left tackle make up for that? Is my only question. And, and I do get. I think that's that that's kind of the model of NFL right now is. Get a good running back, drive him in the ground for four or five years, then trade him away. Look at Dallas. That's what they do, and they do a great job of it. They've had a great running game for years because that's what they've done. They've drafted a great young running back, ran him in the ground for a few years, traded him away, and he was nothing. But you they know? also paid Ezekiel Elliott a bunch of money, and now – And after his contract's up, he's going to be gone. He, his, his production has declined in every aspect of the game – Every year he's been in. They shouldn't have paid Because him. that's what running backs do when you run that much. I you think know? that yeah, the drop-off – I, I don't think the drop-off of Christian McCaffrey is going to be significant after the Patriots. Because he has more skills. I agree. Because he has, he has more skills. I think he's that, more that, diverse. Yeah. But I just wonder if it's worth – you know, you said, Cody, you get on me because I don't think you should take a tight – like if we take a tight end in the top – Ten, I'm gonna blow. I'm gonna quit the podcast. It better be yeah, Rob Gronkowski ass tight end. You know, no, 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 no. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll quit with you together if we. <laughs> yeah, we're not really gonna quit, <laughs> we'll but we quit will party. say that. Yeah, we and then we'll be back the next Tuesday. By the way, the the net, the the only other two tackles from that class uh, of McCaffrey was um, Garrett Bowles, who is the current uh, left tackle for the Denver Broncos and Ryan Ramchick, who I just know from being close and having Saints people in my family. He has been one of the steals of the draft for them, a franchise right tackle. So 
Um, I just have a I have a problem. I guess I got a problem with the the idea, Cody, is that when people are over, like when you say you're in the top five, you got to take the quarterback this year. Like, I mean, you're not saying that in every case whatsoever. If you had a quarterback, right? If you have one, but if we were if we were at three quarterback, it's good. Yeah, if we were at three, like we have to take a quarterback, right? Is that 100%. I don't like people. Uh, what one of the things I guess is that this is that you're okay with a team that took a left tackle over the quarterback because you want to build and put pieces around Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think you should be okay with a team that takes a running back in the top five. Then I'm or not. The top, yeah, you know the I, top. I agree. I'm not. The top ten. I know you're not, and I know you're not. But I I think that that are like if you're gonna say this is that. We don't need to take a quarterback in this draft, and we need to try right. to build ahead. Yeah. Then you should have yeah. also said we shouldn't have taken Christian McCaffrey that year. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. That. Next call. Hey, hey, hey. You know who the <laughs> fuck this is. G-Bay. What's Gucci, fellas? G-Baby. Carolina, you are some motherfucking bitches, man. Like, <laughs> This team, this organization, these so-called leaders, or whoever the fuck they call them, so like, y'all really blow me away. Y'all should have been doing, like, what was this last week? Like, the process is so fucking backwards, like, it's a shit show. So now we have the eighth pick. We had the third pick locked in, man. I don't give a fuck. Win for what? Is he meaningless? Win. And that's what we did last week. It was meaningless. To get our asses kicked this week? To get our asses... We got our asses kicked this... Bro. <laughs> Bro. Teddy, you... Hold on. Let me calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I pray to God this man ain't on this fucking team next year. I've blown his social media up. I'm pretty sure I'm blocked. I'm pretty sure he got me. I know that bitch-ass motherfucker got my message because I'm pretty sure he blocked me. But I don't give a fuck. You see what Cam Newton did today? Cam Newton doesn't have no fucking receivers. And he just took the Patriots to a seven-win season. Yeah. A seven-win season with no fucking receivers. And now he's going to be a free agent. Why not bring Cam back if we can? Like, I don't understand where the... Like, What? What? We can't bring if he's Cam willing to back. Come back bro, we're not getting a QB. He's not going to come back. That's just down the drain. If we're not... Hey, oh, by the way, Justin fucking Fields. Oh, my God. I told you, motherfuckers, man. That's Cam Newton 7-on-7 seven seven QB in his fucking... In his, in his uh, flag football, yo. Justin Fields is his QB. He came out and said when Justin Fields was in high school, he was the best QB, dual threat QB to come out of high school. Cam Newton is his mentor. That's who I fucking wanted. We ain't getting no Justin Fields now. So why not bring Cam back, baby? Like, oh, my goodness. Dang He's going to be a Washington football teamer, dude. Yeah, actually, he probably might be. That That's a good possibility. Uh, Look, I, I, if, if uh, I'll just leave it at this. If Cam Newton ever came back, uh, regardless of what my reason would tell me, it's out the window. I'm fucking pulling for Cam Newton all over again, hoping that he's gonna prove everyone wrong. Uh, the chances of me 
uh, getting up and running to the refrigerator right quick is more likely than Cam Newton <laughs> coming back to the football team. Um, I would I would think, which which sucks, man. Like you know, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, like uh, we you know we have to look forward and move forward. By the way, G baby, what's your Twitter handle, man? Like, did you fuck with me on Twitter? If if not, why not, bro? Fucking hit me up, dude. Come on. Like Cam Newton was twenty one of thirty with three touchdowns today. Two hundred forty two yards, eleven carries for seventy nine mm-hmm. yards. And I saw mm-hmm. some one of my buddies uh, from played like a jet podcast said it looked like Cam Newton was running in slow motion, and he still did that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm. You know, our our kind of opinion on Cam was clear from the beginning. Uh, of and the Hardy season. had him at the beginning yeah. of the year. It's tough. We were a quarterback the, away, and Harney the had bad news. I mean, maybe in the good news of this is that if we had Cam, we still would have, you know, we would have won what three more games, maybe. Yeah, but and then we still would have been in this same position, right? It's yeah, like true. we can't get a quarterback. We don't know if we want to resign Cam to a big deal. Yeah. This and that. Um, I, I I think there there is again. We're talking about fucking the tooth fairy at this point in time right. but uh I, I do think um I, having cam newton if we would have had a more explosive offense in just a few of those games i think that would have given guys like brian burns uh a, a chance to pin their ears back and go get the quarterback because opposing offenses would have to play from a deficit with how more explosive our offense may have been so that might have benefited our defense. And I maintain that's why our defense pitched a shutout uh, against Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions. I mean, your defense does play better when your offense is zooming up and down the field. Yeah. So, Damn. I mean, all right, it, Kevin Boshovin, Boshovin, I say this every time. Said, I said Boshovin. Boshovin. He said he caught a touchdown pass today, too. They scored 28 points, and Cam Newton scored all of them. He yeah, threw he's three the best receiver and caught- on the football team. Hmm. Yeah. He's the best receiver on the football team, dude. Mm-hmm. Delusional Cam fans. All right. this oh, dude, this, by the way, um, since we're on the the Patriots right now, one of the reasons I'm not excited about Nick Casario at the moment, and I think his stock is down, uh, goes to somebody on the team that caught one of the touchdown passes today, Sony Michelle. I said Nick Chubb was the guy to draft coming out of that over Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle, yeah. they took first. He, he was. And look, Nick Chubb is killing it. And Sony Michelle mm-hmm. is just doing the same thing. Hurt, 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 hurt. So mm-hmm. these are that's one example. That's only one thing. Yeah. But that's the one thing in my mind that stuck out of the Patriots making a big mistake recently in the draft. Also, uh, the Patriots had more players opt out than any other team. They did. They were supposed to have a really good defense. They could have. Had, they had a very good defense last year. Mm-hmm. They didn't this year. But uh, the fact that they won, this shows you how spoiled New England is. They acted like their team was the worst team they've ever had in their history <laughs> of the world, and they went seven and nine. Yeah, yeah they were. Ridiculous. They were two two games out of the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next call. Hey, I have a few. I have a few people I've got to ice up since the season's over. I gotta do my icing up, and don't take this personal, fellas. But Tony, ice the fuck up. 
I the fuck up for ever saying Demir Bird is better than Curtis Samuel. Motherfucker, what? <laughs> bro, as soon as I heard you say that, bro, I had to mute you for a couple of episodes, bro. Every single time you started talking, bro, because you said Demir Bird, the same motherfucker that just dropped an open field pass last week for Cam Newton, bro. Are you fucking kidding me? Curtis Samuel, that motherfucker's a thousand yard receiver, bro. So don't you, don't you ever say Demir Bird is better than Curtis Samuel, boy, please. Now my next ice up pick goes up to G. Cavassier. My oh, brother, no. my brother, my brother. This is the same dude. As soon as we got Teddy Bridgewater, did he not say, oh, I loved Teddy Bridgewater coming out of college. I'm going to get me a Teddy Bridgewater jersey. Boy, you Ken K. jumping motherfucker. Ice up. My life, wow. my last ice up pick, Cody. Motherfucker that said that we were one player away from being like the Kansas City Chiefs. Boy, please. I fuck up. Other than that, I love the podcast. We got the eighth pick. Teddy Bridgewater, get the fuck out of Carolina. I want Matt Rule the fuck out of Carolina. David Tepper, Thank don't you. make me pull up your resume, bro. I think I like David Tepper's like got seven wins and 30 losses. I don't know if that's accurate. I know it's along those lines, it's but cold. I'll have to fucking yeah. figure it out and give you guys a call back. Peace. <laughs> All right. <laughs> at least he'll call us back when he figures it out. Yeah, actually, I think I this is him right here. I got it. Let's see. Oh, yeah, he didn't call back? Hey, 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 this is G-Baby again. I got to get this, this QB prospect class. I got to get this latest shit out for you guys. I watched that Florida game. Trask, the Florida QB, got his ass kicked. Yeah. And then quit on his fucking team because he didn't want to hurt his fucking draft stock. Nigga, please. I don't want that motherfucker on the team, bro. I don't want that kind of QB to where, oh, you throw three three interceptions before halftime and then you want out and you want to quit? You want to quit, bro? No, I don't. I don't give a fuck if you don't have your weapons. You don't quit on your team, bro. And that's exactly what he did to Florida. He quit. Wasn't even put back into the game because he didn't want to hurt his draft stock. I'm Gucci off him. Like I said, if we're not, even though Trevor Lawrence didn't look as good as I thought he was going to be, if it ain't for Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, I, I don't want him. I don't want him. I sure in hell don't want Trask. The dude from Alabama, he might be different, boys. I'm not going to – but he does have great receivers. But, damn, he he's cold, man. He's cold. But ain't nobody fucking with Justin Fields. I would move the mountain and earth and heaven and hell to go get Justin Fields, bro. I genuinely wow. would give up three first-round draft picks along with our picks this year – Maybe throw in a couple of players. I don't know what we got to do to go get... The Jets are... It seems like they're willing to trade down, man. But what we do not want to do is have Justin Fields go to Atlanta. He's from Georgia. No. He used to kick it in the streets of Atlanta. We do not need Justin Fields to go to Atlanta and have to deal with him for the next fucking decade. That's why us losing last week affected our... It's going to affect our fucking organization for the next decade, bro. Like, you don't pass up on a nigga like Justin Fields. Are you kidding me? And if he goes to Atlanta, fellas, 
let's just pray to God that Carolina moves in front of Atlanta to take a QB. Because if they don't, he, Justin Fields will go to Atlanta. I promise you guys. He will go. And we will have to deal with that nightmare for the rest of the next ten fucking years. I promise. I uh, love the passion. I gotta say, mm-hmm. I hope you're black, though. G-Baby. <laughs> yeah, just be careful. You might end up like the uh, the, the the twisted T guy in that in the video. That, that, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I'm not I'm not entirely certain or certain of G Baby's complexion. Uh, I, I I would tend to guess he's uh, lighter, some lighter skinned <laughs> brothers like us. But I don't know. Listen, I love his passion, man. Um. I don't know. I love his passion. I did. I disagree with a bunch of things. That he, he loves says too. some like, Justin Fields, man. Yeah, he really does. does. I mean, so, all right, can I tell y'all my concern about Justin Fields? Mine is yeah. that he's too one read. No, no I, I've seen him go through his reads. My thing is, I, I so everyone wants to make the comparison to him and Cam Newton. But he's really not built like Cam Newton. And if you're not built like Cam, I don't want to compare you to Cam because that means you don't run in the same manner that a prime Cam Newton did. Like he has been hurt. He, okay, he's never missed a game due to injury. But every year he has sustained an injury that has been like borderline serious. He broke his thumb in high school and missed the final three games of the season. Um Last year, he hurt his ankle. Uh, it was a high ankle sprain, I think, that he still managed to play on. Uh, it was something in his leg. He still managed to play on it, uh, and that hampered his performance last year. Then this year, he's running, and uh, he takes a blow to the <coughs> rib from one of our linebackers, and he had hurt ribs the rest of the game. Now, it made his performance all the more impressive because he's still through for six touchdowns on some hurt ribs but i'm i'm concerned that his body might not hold up to an nfl schedule right um the injuries are kind of concerning for me so that's my hesitation with him um but the talent dude the talent is undeniable good news is that um it seems like to be a fantastic quarterback having uh resembling a frog is helpful and now Patrick Mahomes speaks like a frog, and Justin Fields looks like a frog. That might All right. guarantee his success in the NFL. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I like. I, I don't know. I think this is. I just don't know if he's going to take some time to develop in the NFL. All right. Right. Is uh, that? I don't think yeah. it's going to be right. Um, I think he's going to not be bad, but I could see how the game would be. And I don't want this, and I and I think this could be for a lot of these guys, and it, you might even see this for Trevor Lawrence, is that when you're used to playing inferior talent, yeah. you know, and you're on the best team, and yes, you're the best player, but you're on a great team. I just don't know, is like some of these deep passes, it's just different in the NFL. And I'm, yeah. I'm re- really interested to see how some of these cats throw NFL football. Right, mm-hmm. is that um, I tell you this though is you could tell the difference in the speed of the football in PJ Walker today versus Teddy. 
like it's it was visible, just right? oh, yeah. yeah i mean with the teddy ball it's like just it seems like it's barely going like it's struggling to cut through the air so i'm interested in seeing how some of these big arm talents how they throw the what they look like at the pro level when the game gets faster things the windows are smaller and the football is bigger <clears throat> and i know that's kind of weird i don't know i just uh, we'll see i think that i think fields has got a tremendous amount of upside i just don't know if he's going to be day one ready yeah I, I think no you hit the nail on the head i think that could yeah so okay how about this it could be true about all of them Right. It, it might exactly. also be true. It might also be true about none of them too, because right. I do believe that quarterbacks do, um, especially nowadays, enter into the NFL more ready for the game than they ever have before. But yeah, there's absolutely merit to that discussion, though. Like I've seen mm-hmm. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Trevor Lawrence, for that matter, um, throw some of their best passes from the most beautiful pocket in the world, where mm-hmm. there's you know, no pressure in the face. Now, I've also seen Trevor make incredible throws with a ton of people right in his face. Sure. Um, but Yeah, but the other three guys, yeah, that is a reasonable criticism. The game speeds up. The type of throws you have to make um, become a lot harder. Your pocket is a lot less dependable. So, yeah, sure. Can, can I be honest about Trevor Lawrence, too? Like, I was watching the other day in the game, and I know you know that y'all lost that game, but I've seen him in other games before where he's played fantastic, and I've I've seen the guy play, and I watch him in uniform. He looks like a quarterback. The way he throws the ball is beautiful. Then he walks over the sideline, takes his helmet off, and when I look at him, I just I just don't want that to be my quarterback. I don't know why when I look at him, I just don't want this guy to be my quarterback. I don't know who could. It's like a 30-year-old Hanson brother. I just don't want this guy to be my quarterback. I don't know why. You know, just the way he looks. And I know it's discriminatory or whatever. It's just me, but I just look at him like, nah, I'll pass. What what about him though? Like, is it the hair, the face? What what? I think what, I think what, all I, of I think it. The video. I think the video y'all sent me a long time ago with the powder ruined Justin <laughs> ruined uh, Taylor Lawrence for me. Trevor, I'll send you the video. Trevor the Lawrence powder, with the powder. Yeah, the powder. I don't even remember that one. again. All right, I'll let's go to the next call. Talking about dude. Yeah. Hey guys, dude, Joey. I think you're thinking uh, something different, bro. Um, he looks like the kid from Dazed and Confused to me. Uh, Wiley, yeah. something, whatever his name was. All right, let's go. Yeah. Next call. How Last two calls. Awesome, dude. Hey guys, it's Joey. Uh, so yeah, I think like we could pull something off with like somehow getting Miami to take our seven giving us their three but if we did that would we just straight up keep the three uh, we're going to have to trade something to Miami too which I mean which is fine I mean we have you know a few thousand yard receivers that I'm sure Miami would love to have another weapon for whoever they decide to put a quarterback but if we did that would we I mean we could just straight up keep their, you know, third pick or we can get Houston the third pick and say, uh, or like, yeah, we'll get the three pick 
and then call Houston and say, yeah, uh, you know, we have, uh, we got the Dolphins pick. Uh, you should have it. Well, your pick. You, know, you should have Houston it. Houston already had the Dolphins uh, pick. Give yeah. Watson, <laughs> and, you know, we'll throw in a few, the you know, we'll have throw in a few late round picks. They're not moving off of Deshaun Watson, folks. Like, you can try something like that, but. And everybody thinks, this, oh, it's crazy. Houston's not going to get rid of Deshaun. They don't know. They might have a, they're going to have a new coach, and they might have a new GM. So I really don't know. Like, we don't know. They're just going to want to start right over again and just, like, blow it all up, get rid of Watson, just start with a clean slate, which would be great for us. Anyway, guys... Um, let's we'll give this question. Brad Dugan asked with the Dolphins at three, maybe open for business. Could we make a move up to number three, Cody? So it's funny that you uh that you mentioned that. I just saw a brand new trade that I was tagged in. This is from the Draft Network by Joe Marino. Uh, it has the Panthers moving and trading with the Dolphins. Uh, it says trade. Carolina receives the third overall pick from Miami. In exchange for the eighth overall pick, the seventy-second uh, overall pick, and a two thousand twenty-two first-round pick, Give would it to you me. do that? I'll take it. Hell yeah! Give it to me. Yep. Dude, hell yeah! Mm-hmm. And listen, I mean, honestly, right now, guys, at this point, that's the dream. Like, if we're able to still have a second-round pick and move up and get Zach fucking Wilson, who outside of Trevor Lawrence, like, dude. I have seen so much Zach Wilson film, and I don't just mean highlights, okay? I watch all the bad snaps, too. Dude, Zach Wilson has it. Yeah. Zach Wilson has that it thing, bro. Um, I, I, I'm telling you, man, uh, I would. that's the dream for us right now. So to answer Brad Dugan, yes, I would love to pay, uh, move up to number three. Uh, I wish we would have lost to Washington, that we wouldn't even have to be talking about trading. Yeah, we wouldn't have to trade. We were there. We were there. Think about about this. Think about this. We would have our shot for sure if Trevor and uh, uh, Justin go one and two, we're guaranteed either Trey Lance or uh, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. You're guaranteed one of those dudes. And yeah, we, we we fucked it up, but that's 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 the dream right now. All right, uh, last call of the night. Hey guys, truck from Elizabeth City here. What's up? Chuck? I was thinking about not calling in tonight. Wait till Tuesday. Um, kind of down the way the team played today. I thought first half they played well to a point. Quarterback plays just horrendous. It's just terrible. Uh, I see some good things from some guys though, but. It's just we're getting in this lull of being just a mediocre to a not so good team. I really think we just we got to get away from the quarterback. We might have to bite the bullet this year, and I know we might not be here again. But I'm all for getting a shutdown corner or really getting a middle linebacker with this draft pick, or taking something completely out of the box other than tight end. Um, I'm not taking a quarterback. Maybe we can get Mac Jones in the second round. I just really feel like we're going to have to try to build other areas of the team, make them stronger, 
uh, I don't want to reach and take the third or fourth best quarterback in this draft, and we end up getting a lemon. I'd rather have the best corner or the best, uh, even best receiver, believe it or not, or the best middle linebacker in this draft than to take a gamble on a guy that really might not be the guy. Well, I think that that's been the kind of the, the, the problem with drafting at eight, right? Mm-hmm. Is that if you're at eight, it is going to be a gamble at that pick on the guy I, a little bit, right? But if you were at three, you really thought that you there was an argument that they could get a guy that they truly believed in. So I do understand that. Cons- I think that concern is becomes more um, concerning, right? At the position we're at, right? Yeah. And the idea that now, <clears throat> you know, before the question was, is that you know we were talking about how absurd the trade Cody was saying from going three to one, yeah. But we could have just sat Pat at three. Right, taking either Fields or Wilson and called yeah. it a day and felt great. Now you're talking about trying to trade into the three spot mm-hmm. in a guy that you you hope you believe in. But I, I do get that concern. It's like just picking a quarterback because you have to have a quarterback because we need one. Everybody knows it. At eight, and if not, and, and you feel like you're settling, you don't want that. Maybe in that case you do try to go the Jalen Hurts type way. You get a really good player at the in the top ten, and then maybe you try to figure something out. But I almost think this is that if we pick at eight and we don't somehow a quarterback doesn't slip to us, like you know, just these guys, you know, New York decides not to pick a quarterback, Atlanta decides to roll with the, and then you know, I feel like whoever we get we're still gonna we're gonna be like the same next year and so at that point i'm sitting there going left tackle left tackle left tackle i it would have been a lot simpler if we had just not won against washington right that changed everything and and where i see where this caller is coming from and i I agree with him to a certain extent you got to realize everything is a risk like sometimes picking the what's looked at as the third or best fourth or fourth best quarterback might be the best quarterback in the draft. You never know. I know you you talked about taking like the best wide receiver or the best safety. What was the best wide receivers last year, Cody? Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, uh, who else? Have they done a whole lot this year? Yeah, Justin Jefferson. They really, they really haven't done a lot this year. So uh, t- yeah. taking somebody who's the best at whatever position or projected to be the best at whatever position is always a risk. I feel like if you have a chance to get a quarterback, though, at that point, you take it because you don't get the opportunity to draft what's projected to be a top three quarterback, you know, for the next few years, very often. Just saying. Yeah, 100 And that was Chuck from Elizabeth City, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, so, Chuck, uh, listen, I, I understand your hesitancy mm-hmm. because you don't want to draft a bus and then uh, especially force a young quarterback into a bad position. But my thing is this. Like, our hopes are abysmal next year just drafting another linebacker and then maybe taking a third or second round flyer on a quarterback like like that yeah like, you're, you're, you're more yeah. yeah you're more afraid you're just you're afraid to 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 bust rather than you are confident in your team you know finding their quarterback and pulling the trigger on a guy that they like I mean just because a quarterback 
is drafted later, it doesn't mean that you're settling. I mean, Justin Herbert was drafted after Joe Burrow, after Tua Tagovailoa. And I'm sure a lot of Chargers fans, especially after hearing what the draft media was saying about Herbert, they probably felt, oh, man, we settled for Justin Herbert. You know, he didn't put up all the numbers in college. And look, yeah, yeah, and and dude, look look what what, what he's doing now. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times you have to, you have to be willing to gamble. And I want to, the last little reminder, our owner made billions of dollars betting on banks that everyone else thought would fail. Mm-hmm. You know, So he has a risk it um, mentality to him. He's willing to pull the trigger on something big like that because he knows that even though it's a risk, the potential payoff might be massive. Massive. So... Um, by the way, I hope you like my new background, this uh, Zach Wilson little ditty I have. But um, I listen. I'm. Um, uh, I, I think we have to have a quarterback. I mean, yeah. even if we have a shutdown corner or a badass Mike linebacker, I don't think it does much for us next year. Well, uh, I, I we think can like use a corner, before, bro. We need a corner just as bad as anything. We do. We, we do. We do. But like Cody was saying before, I think Cody says we're a quarterback away from being a playoff contender. I don't know if I necessarily agree from being like a contender, but I know that a good quarterback this year would have won us more games than if we had a really good cornerback. You know, a really yeah. good quarterback might have helped out in a game or two and maybe won us a game or two. A good quarterback would have won us five of the games that we lost this year. Easy. He would have yeah. finished the game like Teddy Bridgewater can. So I just feel like a quarterback's more impactful. All right, uh, that's the C3. That's the post-game show. Let's get out of here, guys. The number's 252-228-5098. We'll be here on Tuesday at 9 p.m. as we regroup and try to figure out. We'll probably have some good, you know, interesting news from going around the league. Looks like Mike Evans suffered a knee injury today. How yeah, sucky it looked is bad, that? too. I saw it. Hyperextended. Mm. Real yeah. bad. All right. Um, all right, guys. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Um, Cody, how can they get after you? At Cody Lack on Twitter, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. The season is over, y'all. So draft season is is officially underway. It's heated up. Um, Check out drafttech.com. I write comments uh, for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I do it every uh, every other Wednesday, but we're getting ready to move up to um, once a week with a brand new pick every uh i'm gonna try and do a new player every single wednesday so that way we can preview some players so nice, nice. check out drafttech.com and uh read my write-ups and uh and that's it i'll let your boy washington's just put washington's about to get in the playoffs 17 yeah, yeah. 14 they're up on uh the eagles all right codizzle allen ck how can they find you uh, you can find me on Facebook Gaming, uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all the locations. Uh, Coat Dizzle underscore Allen uh, for most of them. Um, so go check me out. Uh, got a giveaway going on right now, so definitely check out my Twitter to find out more about that. And uh, definitely pass along some follows and subscribes on YouTube. All right, Greg, how can they get after you? You can find me at the Bad Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter is my personal handle. Check out the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network for all your podcast needs on everything. Uh, geek entertainment related seven days a week Uh, check it out you'll find me there everything geeky all right we'll see you guys tuesday Mm. good night guys for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.